Hello and welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter Curley. Thank you for joining me today. Um, my little rate, my like wavelengths here, my recording are going down. I've never had them go down before. They're usually going up, so which makes me fearful that there's something wrong with my mic. But we're gonna go with it. We're just gonna get through this thing and uh, get this episode out. My guest for today's show is Jared Sanchez. He goes by Where Are We Now on Instagram. You have to do an underscore at the beginning of the name and at the end of the name. But more than likely, I'll have his name in the description linked to his Instagram account. That's how I, you know, kind of, I guess, got into him. I'm not exactly sure. That's kind of a weird way of saying it, but... Um, I started following him on Instagram a while back and was interested, um, well, initially because the images are very cool that he shoots, but also that he shoots only on film. Um, I'm not sure if his entire Instagram feed is only film, but I think it is. Um, so kind of interested. It was something different in the digital age to be shooting only film. Um, it was just interesting to me, so I wanted to have him on, and I got him on. Also, the thing that I guess is kind of, is a big deal, um, was that he recently shot the pick for Hayden Pedigo's Rolling Stone album. So, it was a film, he shot, um, a picture of Hayden in the suit, um, that went on to be the, uh, the Rolling Stones, uh, article, picture that went with it so super interesting great conversation a lot of fun it was kind of interesting because i was never a very good skateboarder um but i was kind of into skateboard culture in middle school as you know many uh of my generation were um but i've been out of it for a really long time now i guess it'd be close to 15 15 years that i haven't really you know been a skateboarder so to speak but what was interesting is talking to Jared because Jared uh, is a lot more connected to that scene here in Amarillo. And it's crazy just to see the level of talent uh, that these guys have in Amarillo. It's uh, the the zero whenever I skateboarded um, doesn't even it's not even, like that's like uh, your first like three days on a skateboard. You know, like the the average skater now is like. <clears throat> probably the best skater I've ever skated with then you know the 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 game has stepped up so high so uh it was a lot of fun talking to him and this is a good conversation um hopefully I'll have him on again some quick announcements slash shout outs um so the first Friday art walk I was I don't know if I've ever promoted quote unquote this but this is one thing in Amarillo. If you're in Amarillo, you've got to check it out. There's uh, it's Sunset Center uh, off of uh, Plains. I had a episode with uh, Rachel Flores. It's a few episodes back um, talking about the Amarillo Art Institute, which is uh, one of the one of the larger spaces. There is the Amarillo Art Institute. And then there's a whole bunch of private galleries throughout the whole thing. Super interesting, super cool. There's cool pottery, uh, painting, drawings, 
just cool spaces. Uh, definitely, need, you should definitely check it out. I also did a uh, live podcast with Ginny and Zarello, and that was at the Emerald Art Institute. But anyway, I haven't been throwing that out, and honestly, my wife and I, we've just been kind of busy, and I've been forgetting about it. You know, I haven't been showing up to it. But it's super fun, super cool, great event to to go walk around. Um, if you're single, take a date. If you're married, take your spouse. Uh, kids, like we always take Emmett, and he, he loves looking at the art. So check that out. Next shout-out is to Shake Hands Amarillo. Uh, Jeff is doing a great job. Well, Jeff and the Brain Trust are doing a great job of uh, – you know, scheduling these things with plenty of time, with plenty of, of advance so that you can plan on being there, plan on making it. So <clears throat> the next event is March 23rd. I believe that one has been sold out for a while. The next one is April 13th, and I tentatively want to say that that one's sold out. And then the next one is May 18th. So you got a little bit of a uh, plenty of time to plan on doing uh, an event. But ping pong event it's great um great community a lot of cool people and uh a lot of fun ping pong so check it out next thing is critical mass bomb city the next one is march 29th meets at 6 45 at the 806 um this is uh to raise awareness for bicycling and and commuting I'm hoping this next summer to uh, to make a, a larger move towards more bike time uh, and using it more as a means of transportation, commuting. Um, so that's kind of a personal goal of mine for this next summer. Uh, and the weather is starting to permit as long as the wind stays down. So they also uh, did a run of t-shirts, which are dope. Uh, they did them through free cheese uh, printers, and um, actually the the same artist Brittany Bush, who's uh, been on the podcast, she did um, the artwork that I had uh, for my cover art for the podcast. Um, she did the the uh, graphic for uh, Critical Mass. That's pretty dope. Uh, this like almost half crazed looking skinny dude riding a bicycle uh check out their facebook page the uh it's a great um opportunity because you get a dope shirt and all the money is going to a non-profit uh going to benefit you know luis donates all that money so check it out they also got some dope little stickers too that uh that he throws in with the t-shirt so Check that out. Um, a quick, couple quick little, like almost housekeeping notes. Um, I'm, me and one of my buddies have started doing, uh, we're planning on doing group runs. We've done one uh, where it's just uh, the two of us. We did a little loop. I think we ended up going a little further than we were anticipating. I think it ended up being about eight and a half miles. Um, but that will not necessarily be the op, the, the norm. We're trying to make it to where. Anybody who wants to run can run. I think maybe we're talking about maybe doing the next one from Pondicetta, maybe hitting like Southwest Park, maybe hitting some of the neighborhoods around here, uh, around there, around here. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, shoot me a message and I will get you into. Um, I think I'm just going to create like a Facebook. 
I don't know if I'm going to create like, I don't know if I'm going to do event. I don't know exactly. But if you're interested in that, hit me up. Let me know. Um, And that will also like, it's kind of also a group drink. It's like a group run, but we're planning on like this next one. We're going to meet at Pondaceta. This last one we were, we ended at a six car. Um, So we're, we're planning on, you know, enjoying some adult beverages or you can you can drink a tea or water you know i mean i which technically i guess adults can drink as well so um anyway just let me know if you're interested in that uh the the other thing is i'm gonna try to do another podcast meetup which i haven't done in a long time um but i'm hoping to shoot for next month sometime probably at barrel and pie in canyon i've talked to those guys there they're super cool dudes and uh they were very open to having it there so if that be if that is an option if that becomes an option you know that's probably what we're gonna do so i'm gonna try to get that thing planned here pretty soon and i will let you know as soon as i do so, uh, all that to say, if you, uh, are enjoying the show, please hop over to iTunes and give it a review. Um, tell your friends, uh, I don't exactly know. Uh, I, I think I'm, I've kind of hit the end of my like, uh, sphere of influence, if that makes sense. Like pretty much everybody that I know, uh, I've, I've uh, let them know that I have a podcast. So if they care, they're listening. If they don't care, they're not listening, which is all cool, all gravy. But, um, you know, if if y'all could help me maybe grow this community a little bit more, that'd be cool. If it's something that y'all are enjoying, if it's if it's not, if you're not enjoying it, but you're like tuning in all the time, leave a review on iTunes. Give me like a two star, say, Dexter, there's like three minutes of the podcast that I enjoy. And let me know what those three minutes are. You know, you might be saying throw out two hours, but keep the three minutes. I don't know. You got to let me know. So review on iTunes. Um, I have a Patreon account as well. I'll have a link down in the uh, description, but I haven't really been active on that. You know, I feel like uh, all these different platforms, there's all these different options of ways of promoting yourself. But what it ends up doing is it ends up taking focus away from the actual product. And I put that in air quotes because I don't exactly know what the product is. Um, but it's it's hard for me. You know, I'm trying to keep up with all these different uh, quote, you know, social medias or whatever. And so I haven't really been keeping up with that. But that's there. There's uh, three tiers. You can do a dollar make me holler tier. Uh, $5 is the buy me a beer tier, which would go to guests if you, if you contribute money at the $5 level, which I think the dollar is the only monthly recurring one. But if you throw $5, that goes to beer, uh, for whenever I have a guest, I get a six pack or something, you know, so know that it will be used on the podcast. And then there's the $10 mythical creature tier. Uh, which I have had some mythical creatures come through uh, through the Patreon portal. So it's been pretty cool. Anyway, oh man, see, I was planning on this being a short intro. It still hits 12 minutes, but so uh, I will get to the show. So I'm going to play you in with a uh, 
a hip-hop artist that's based out of Amarillo. His name is Ugly Chulo. And, uh, man, I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Zaya. Uh, Z-A-I-H. I'm assuming that's the the producer, the guy that's making the beats and stuff. But, um, so he released his new album, Chulo's Revenge, March 8th, 2019. So this is like fresh off the presses. You know, this is uh, right out the gate. This is a song called Click. Uh, check him out. Um, it's it's cool to see. Uh, so Amarillo for a long time has been known as like the country place. Like people assume that the only uh, type of music that's coming out of Amarillo or the only type of artists that Amarillo can support are country artists. And I, you know, I personally don't think that's true. I I know uh, I think country does well here. But I also think that there's uh, room for all genres, all types. Uh, I've seen some of the weirdest music I've ever heard in Amarillo, and I've also seen some of uh, some of the most technically put together. You know, so uh, I think from classical to uh, experimental to hip hop to uh, you know, like vamping. I, I'm not exactly sure what kind of music they would be. Maybe like uh, space space rock. I'm not exactly sure, but all that to say that there's room for everybody. We talk a little bit in this episode about Western Plaza, you know, like there's a, a bunch of types of music and bands that have come from Amarillo that are not just country music. So all that to say, uh, check this album out, check this dude out. He's on Spotify. Uh, that's ugly Chulo. Um, and, uh, so all that to say here, I'm going to play you in. Uh, Thank y'all for listening, and uh, until next time, peace out. Back some days can't tell. Like gon' got me out the hell. Pick back up if we fail. At the end, ring the bells. Time got no control I hit rewind, but I might blow it. Ain't no fast forward, we in the moment. I remember shitty swag, resin pipe, back in dubs, nickels down. All we wanted to get high. Papa Ollie taking flight. Man, the trick will leave the mind. Hit repeat, make it refine. I'm a lightning striking twice. I said, there's some demons in my eyes. No, they ain't golden. I'ma make it shine before I die. 
I'm got no controller. I hit rewind, but I might blow it. Ain't no fast forward, we in the moment. I remember shitty swag, resin pipe, back in dubs, nickels die. All we wanted to get high. Papa Ollie taking flight, playing the trick, we leave the mind. Hit repeat, make it refine. I'm a lightning striking twice. They say they see demons in my eyes, know they ain't no golden. I'ma make it shine before I die, before I die. That's funny. Cool, man. You want to kick this thing off? Yeah, I'm ready whenever you are. I'm just about to make sure my phone is. I'm going to give it a, 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 a. Sometimes I give it a clap, like a top clap, just so I have like a marker in the. And the thing. So we can be rolling. So, all right. I'm here with Jared Sanchez. Did I pronounce that yes. all correctly? I'm actually the world's worst at pronouncing <laughs> names. Yeah, like, it's like it. a, and it's a, ter- <laughs> it's a terrible thing to like start a podcast and then be terrible at pronouncing, like, a consistently yeah. incorrectly pronouncing something. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's almost counterintuitive. I get you. To, but, um, so. Your Instagram name is Where Are We Now? Yes. My first question is going to be, what, where did the name come from? <laughs> uh, what's funny is uh, my wife asked me that not too long ago, like a few months back. And I just, one day I was just on my computer and I there, I had a little, a little phase where I changed my name like constantly on there. And I was just like, just sitting there and I just, it just popped in my head and then it was taken and so I put... Uh, I made sure it wasn't a photographer first of all. Like I don't, I don't want to step on anybody's mm. toes, and so I just put uh, underscores at the end of it, and then it was free. Mm. So I was just like, I'm just gonna use it. And nice. It it fits for like, cause like I don't, I don't want to say I'm a portrait photographer, like firmly just that. Like I like to be like try and do like documentary stuff, mm-hmm. but it's hard to do that here. What? Why? Why do you think that? Or why not? Why do you think that? But why? Why it's, is that? I don't know. So. It's it's even hard to do portraiture here. It seems like or like I'll try and uh, shoot somebody, and it's always like the same person that I've been shooting, which mm-hmm. I don't mind. It it having like because a lot of people think that I charge every single time that like I'll post something, or which I don't. If I ask you to be a a, a subject or of any kind, like. I'm not going to charge you, obviously, you know, because I'm, I'm practicing and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, mm-hmm. but if someone asks me for like specific, uh, work, then I'm going to, I'm going to charge you just yeah. because, you know, you're taking not only, uh, my time, which I don't mind. That sounds so terrible, but like, as I'm saying it, but which I want to do it, of course, but, I'm not going to do work that I don't want to do. Here's that's the, for sure. at the same time though, there is a difference between, there is a line where it becomes work. It's yeah. a job that you're like performing, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what they're paying for. Yeah, exactly. Like for instance, like uh, Brittany Bush did my artwork. Yeah, yeah, I was and, looking at that. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many takes, mm-hmm. but these are the takes that she sent me. So she did mm-hmm. a, at least five watercolors. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. kind of artistically trying to put. You know, yeah. And so it's kind of like one of those things. That's that's. A significant amount oh, of time. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things that like, you know, sometimes I think, and I've, I've actually experienced this with the podcast. 
asking people for money sometimes mm-hmm. feels slimy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I don't know, I, I, I I don't know why that's it. perceived. Like, it's mm-hmm. it seems like... Uh, and then I, I know some people who have no problem asking people for money, and they're yeah. great entrepreneurs, and they sell a product yeah. beautifully, you know what I'm saying? But for some reason, yeah. I've always felt that way. But you got to value your work. Yeah. You know? That's definitely still an occurring problem of mine, is I just... And your time. Yeah. Your time is well, worth money. It's the time. It's the film. It's the chemicals that I use. It's, That's another thing that yeah, we have it's, to talk about because... Yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. So, so it just adds up. So give me an intro into like just you. Just like uh, like a quick... It can be like as detailed or as brief. Like, uh, like what do you mean? So like, Amarillo, whole oh. life? Yeah, uh, yeah. School, I've, that type okay, shit. I get um, yeah, I've lived in Amarillo since I was born. Um, I've only moved once, and it was to Austin, Texas for college. Mm. I went to uh, the Art Institute for Sound Engineering. Oh, cause, no uh, shit. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I really wanted to be a musician for the longest time, my mm. whole life. Like, I started, well, first of all, I started uh, photography when I was, like, 12 or 13. I can never pinpoint the right right date. But uh, it actually is a pretty funny story because uh, it was Christmas time, and my mom wanted to get me a camera. And I, and she was like, let's get you a digital camera. I was like, okay, cool. And uh, I went on eBay, and I never used eBay. I was a kid. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. And I just tapped in camera, and it, I found this... Nikon is a Nikon N70, which is a film camera, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, it's a it's a, a digital camera. And she was like, she wanted to teach me a lesson, and I was just like, all right, buy it. That's what you're gonna get then. And I was just like, yeah, I was so excited. It's like fifty bucks, and so I bought it, and it came in, and I just turned, I like turned it around, and there was no screen, uh-huh. and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, and then I was so bummed for like a couple days. And then my mom bought me a couple rolls of film. And so I was just like, all right, this is cool. And so I started just like firing off because, you know, I just put on autopilot. I, don't, I didn't know anything about manual uh, stuff yeah, yeah. yet. So I would just go skate with my friends because that was another huge thing that got me into it too, is skate photography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so me and my buddies would go skate and, you know, they filmed with nice cameras and there would already be a, a photographer there sometimes, you know, sometimes... Uh, Nick Nick Eeks would uh, be filmer slash photographer, so I'd always just build off him. And then um, through, I can't remember the age I was, I think I was like 14, maybe 15, and Nick got me a digital camera, uh, my first digital camera. And then as I like kept going into skateboarding, you know, I wanted the fisheye look, I mm. wanted, I wanted warped edges, I, I wanted... That's like, one thing, it makes perfect sense that you got into photography through mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. because skateboarding is in particular yeah a trick can be phenomenal oh, yeah. but uh-huh. if it's not shot properly if it doesn't have the right angle if you're not paying attention to the backdrop yeah. like setting up the shot mm-hmm. is pivotal in capturing the fullness yeah because it never looks as big on film as it yeah. is in real life you That's see for sure and i think back to like some of the uh early 2000s um later 90s skateboard mm-hmm. videos those are the ones i had a lot of uh, oh, yeah. experience with or like watched a lot on vhs mm-hmm. my buddy just had a bunch <laughs> of them was oh, yeah. um you would see these guys and they're just rattling off these tricks and mm-hmm. it's like huge tricks mm-hmm. like 18 stairs oh, yeah. and shit 
and you're looking at them and they're rattling them off so fast mm-hmm. that you forget how spectacular each trip like each trick is yeah you know yeah and that's one thing i like about modern skate skate videos now too is you know they don't have it's they come out with like the normal part and some people come out with parts without music or uh, um parts where they have parts like, without oh, music parts without music mm. so it's just the trick and the sounds that's around yeah. them Ooh, and also like uh some of the tries that they were doing before they landed it so mm-hmm. like it's super cool um nowadays to see that kind of stuff but skateboarding's like retarded now oh it's like everyone's a robot well that's what was so <laughs> crazy is i was terrible i yeah, i, I, I like i like the cult like this the culture of skateboarding mm-hmm. i liked uh like having wheels oh, and being yeah. like, damn, I want to go get a soda. Yeah. You just hop on your skateboard, you ride down to the park, you know? Oh, yeah. Like just having that part of the transportation. And I I could do some tricks. Mm-hmm. But whenever I see like even, it, even like you'll see somebody that posts around and they'll they'll make a comment about, uh, you know, they'll say something like a uh, little sloppy mm-hmm. or something. And yeah. they're hitting like 360 flips. Yeah. <laughs> and that's before they do their trick. Yeah. They're just like There's on the, their way to doing this like cool trick, yeah. and it's like holy shit, man! Yeah. This is everybody. It seems like I yeah, mean, lines were insane to to get into and to watch. And then when you get into skateboarding and you try a trick, and then you try another trick after that, and you don't land it, then you mm-hmm. got to try that first trick again until oh, you land shit. the second. Yeah, you know and I mean? you have to get the like it was it was uh, it was hard. People don't realize how hard skateboarding mm-hmm. is, or how shooting skateboarding is, filming or photography, because mm-hmm. I did I did both, Thank, thanks to Nick, because he would let me, you know, anytime, because uh, Nick's also a talented skateboarder too, mm. so he would want to be filming. So he's like, so, I need somebody behind yeah, the lens. Yeah, whenever, yeah. yeah, so he would have one, me or my buddy Oh, Devin. damn, that would be like the most like frustrating position yeah. to be like, <laughs> I'm the only one that yeah. can capture what I'm wanting exactly. to do. Yeah, you know, because he has his own eye. Yeah, but shit, he that's can't, crazy. Yeah, that's, that's how I got into uh, skate photography and skate mm. filming and just skateboarding in general. Like, that's all, all we did for the longest time. And... Still kind of do. I don't really skate that much anymore, but uh, the guys um, go by Cold Cuts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I look. I look at their Instagram they, all the time. You'll man. see stickers everywhere. Yeah, they everywhere. Do. Literally, it's insane. Uh, they they do a good job marketing. Their, yeah. Their stuff, but and what's funny is I was thinking the other day how Nick came up with calling it Cold Cuts, and then I thought of like what we just talked about with my Instagram name, and I was just. I guess sometimes it just pops up. I don't know. He might have heard it. He might like the sandwich. I don't know. The thing I always think of whenever I've heard, like, the first thing I thought of whenever I saw Cold Cuts was, uh, I I can't. I don't can't remember if it was a Geico commercial. Yeah. But he's like, get your cold, you know, yeah. and he like spikes the sandwich oh, on yeah, the ground. Yeah. I yeah, can't remember. I remember. He's in a grocery store and he has a red shirt on. Yeah, and, uh, I, my uh one I of the guys remember. I work with used to like like quote that all the time and now I can't mm-hmm. recall it, but he's like, Get your cold you know, he does yeah. like little juke oh, movement yeah. like spikes <laughs> it, you know? Oh yeah. That's like the first thing I thought of. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is an interesting but it's it's a it's kind of a like a pun, yeah. right? Because it's like a cold cut. It's yeah. not necessarily... It doesn't seem like they ever edit. Or maybe uh, they edit it to make it look like it's... Because sometimes they'll have like the, the fall. Yeah. Or like they kind of have... You know, they like yeah. put the... They'll, they'll incorporate like sandwiches too. Like in their... Mm. in their uh, If you look them up 
on YouTube, just cold cut skateboarding. YouTube uh, or Instagram? They're on YouTube. YouTube. Okay, and they're See, on I'm Instagram only, I've too. always seen them on Instagram, really. Yeah, but... the full videos are on YouTube. Oh, okay. So it's like all of us filming each other, pretty much. Nice. But except, um, what's hilarious is I've I've always wanted to be to have a trick in one. I'm not I'm not good enough to you know have like to take their time and to be like, hey, I want to go do this trick because yeah. like I was just. The photographer slash videographer whenever I, I wanted to be pretty much so I was just like recently I <laughs> we went to uh, the Volkswagen dealership and there's like a gap over there it's like a it's like where they park the car on top of this mm-hmm. like flat and then it's a uh, going like right there at 34th and uh, it, no that's the Ford it's on no 34th and Sansi is it but on it's Denver? like oh it's or, actually other... yeah it's like it's by uh those apartments uh town square yeah okay closer to those yeah, so closer to 45th ish yeah it's yeah. like the thing that they park their car on uh-huh. a slab of concrete and then it's like a gap with a pole and then a grass gap and then sidewalk and i was just there my main trick i ever learned was a heel flip that was my trick like everyone did 360 flips and all this crazy stuff and i i loved heel flips maybe just because nobody could not do them but like it's just something I could like master and like it was just something I was good at and so we, we went over there one day to get Lus uh, uh, some clips and I was just like I'm gonna try something I'm gonna try heel flip it and I like I fell so many times but not only that I like got I like rolled my ankle so hard it, it's on one of those YouTube videos but like You'll see my ankle just like look like jello. Just like broken. I could have just snapped it right there. It was like the worst. I don't know. It was just super funny. Every time I I drive by that place, I was just like oh, I want to go back but and do you, it. But like oh, I'm you didn't scared. ever land the. I I kind of landed it. I I mean I'm gonna count it just for my shitty sake because I'm yeah. not very good. Like I like landed in my like whole f- like foot just like touched the concrete and Ooh. i just curved off but see i think i was like uh it counts for my sake i guess i kind of like uh i went from skateboarding culture into rock climbing oh culture. yeah like all right like so as i was departing it's mm-hmm. like okay it's kind of silly for me to buy skate shoes yeah you know like i had one <laughs> i actually the best i ever got skateboarding mm-hmm. And then we were going home mm-hmm. from like hitting a little spot or something. Yeah. And I I tried to jump this little gap. And it, by little I mean it was like a like a foot gap. Yeah. I mean I was just hopping <laughs> over. We're just cruising home. Uh-huh. And I caught my back wheels on like the asphalt. Oh uh, yeah. And then I fell and I shot my board out into the street and it just. Uh, yeah. But I knew I wasn't going to be good enough to ever be a good skateboarder. Yeah. That's and I was kind of at that point where I had to make like a shift, mm-hmm. maybe identity. I don't exactly yeah. know. But I, I didn't buy any more skate shoes after uh-huh. that. That's when I transferred into climbing. Yeah. But one of the things that I really liked about climbing mm-hmm. and that I think is uh, shared culturally with skateboarding uh-huh. is the uh, the venturing to a spot. Oh, yeah. It's, that's a- I've been part. thinking about this. <laughs> I've been planning this out. Mm-hmm. I've been I've told somebody about it. Now yeah. I've got to hold myself to do something that's a little scarier mm-hmm. than maybe I want to do or a little sketchier. I don't even know if I can do it. Yeah. But we're sacrificing crew time mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's exactly. so like when you go bouldering, like rock climbing, uh-huh. there's the same thing because people have projects. I'm working this climb over here. 
Someone else is working this climb over here. So now mm-hmm. as a group, we have to make a decision. Do we go climb this yeah. one or do we go climb <laughs> this one, right? Yeah. And so there's a pressure. Yeah. There's a crew pressure yeah. to land this shit mm-hmm. so we can move on mm-hmm. because we're yep. we're killing afternoon yeah. right now. You know, like I got shit. Yeah. I could be developing film. Yeah. I could, you yeah. know, yeah. like let's get this thing doing. You yeah. know, we're moving. Exactly. And, and so like there's a, an urgency almost mm-hmm. that that uh, it's a camaraderie, camaraderie uh-huh. urgency like type thing. And I think that's the thing I always liked. I was never really good at skateboarding yeah but i really enjoyed that aspect of the venturing of the like let's go find something like the discovering something that's undiscovered i still do that and i rarely go uh, meet up with the guys and they go go skate i'll just drive around running errand or something i'll just be like that's a good rail Mm. that they could use and i'll just like snap a picture and send it because we have like a group message so i'll just like We'll just fire off all sorts of stuff, even if you know you can't do it, but you know one of the guys can do it. Mm-hmm. You always, you always mention it because they'll go over there like the next day. Now, is there still like the sacred spot type? Like, uh, mm-hmm. so in in rock climbing, one of the things is to get a first ascent. So you're the first one that climbs this. Uh, now it's an established route, and yeah. every people come through and climb oh, it all okay. the time, right? I but I was the first one that climbed it, right, uh-huh. or something like that. And there's a a little bit of guarding that mm-hmm. goes on because there's so much investment in finding, yeah. you know, like the oh, climb. Yeah. Like you got to literally go walk around in Potter Canyon, yeah, for oh, hours, sure. and then you look at something and it doesn't deliver. It's a shitty rock yeah. or whatever. Um, is there anything like that in skateboarding now? Because I feel um, like back in the day, I remember like you'd hear whispers of a spot, <laughs> you know, yeah, that people were hitting, but you don't want the traffic to get too yeah. high because then you're gonna get kicked out of it. So you don't tell anybody, you know? I feel like the spot is a... It was probably Cap Rock for the longest time. Mm. But then again, like, everyone skated Cap Rock. Like, there's videos, like, all Nick's old videos, like, A-Town's Finest or uh, Craze or Get Free. Like, Cap Rock's all over that video. Just Mm. because the sea, like, where the flagpole is, I guess. I, I haven't gone to Cap Rock in a while. It's like a... It's if you're flying over, you'll see a giant C, mm. and it's just like cement, and they use it for grinds or like manual. Yeah, they got like it, tables like, right all yeah, around it. Yeah, and then so like, like a, maybe like a little ledge or something. Yeah, I've seen those videos. I've, yeah, it's been a I would. Time since I've been I'd probably say that would be the spot, but then again, it's not. It wasn't very secretive. Mm. Um, I don't know. There is a ton of spots that we would go to that people don't know about. That, like, so it's so weird to me. I've, I've been thinking about like, uh, let like culture culturally leveraging things. Mm-hmm. So if, for instance, they want kids to stay in school, why yeah. don't you build the schools to be playgrounds? Yeah. <laughs> like you build them yeah. to be skateboarding. Yeah. You know, like you, yeah. you build them to be played on mm-hmm. and you say, look, Come here and play, yeah. and occasionally pop your head in and learn some shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But if, if you're idea. here to play, mm-hmm. right? Because this is the thing: as a photographer, mm-hmm. when you're playing, uh-huh. right, you're maybe not necessarily on a board. Yeah, that's you're true. you're thinking, okay, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. you're playing a different Walking game. Around. Yeah, you're playing yeah, a different yeah. game, and everybody there is. You know, everybody mm-hmm. plays a different game. Okay. If you have like an like an intelligent person that you could question and yeah. say, "Hey, look, I'm trying to play my game this way. Is there anything you can do to help me?" Bet you know, maybe an art teacher, maybe a math teacher, maybe mm. you know, maybe you're like, "Damn, oh, I yeah. just can't hit this trick." Yeah. 
And the guy's like, well, you're not going fast enough. And you know how you yeah. know you're not going fast enough? Because you're not about, oh, well, yeah. you know, you can change some shit. Yeah. You can learn stuff through your through playing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting when you say Caprock is a spot that people mm-hmm. go skate. It's like, why the hell don't they just build? <laughs> why don't they build the whole thing? Like, hey, yeah. what, what do kids like to do? Yeah. Like, if we leave them, leave them alone, what are they going to do? Yeah. Okay, they're going to they're gonna play. jump down some yeah. stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that's like, yeah. that's There's... what my two-year-old does. <laughs> if I leave him alone, he's jumping downstairs. Yeah, you know? exactly. And a thing, too, that um, I wanted to say about skating in Amarillo is it's like we don't have a very uh, how do you say we've been trying to get John Stiff Park like mm. rebuilt or added on oh, for yeah. so long and then they gave us Martin Road Park yeah which but is... it's like what we all wanted but they like shrunk it size wise like John Stiff is huge for what mm. oh, you yeah. know what it is but like we would request like all like a box or a manual pad this or that. And, like, it's like they listen to us, but they, like, we're like, okay, we'll give it to them and then shrink, like, half of the square footage and just, like, put it back to back, you know? It's just, like, mm. it's like a like a maze. And especially when there's, like, a bunch of people there, like... They didn't design just, that shit to flow. Yeah, yeah, You gotta exactly. design it to flow. And then next to John Stiff's, like, giant fields of nothing. Oh, it's just, nothing. like... Yeah, we've tried so many that times. That is wild. So. Why would you separate And then those? Plainview you... has a way better skate park than us. Plainview, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. To me, it's just like, why? It doesn't make any sense. Lovick just got a new park, and it's like a plaza, pretty much. It's just, it's so weird for, like, skateboarding not being, like, a like a thought-out thing. Like, people have careers with skateboarding. Well, you know, you know what's what I mean? wild is there, how many damn parking lots are completely mm-hmm. wasted right now. It's yeah. just waste it's just wasted space. Yeah. It that really it's is. like you could easily go in and put a skate park in there. Yeah. And I always think, you know, they made the shift to concrete skate parks. Mm-hmm. But I always was wondering like, I think a module skate park would be better. Because yeah. that so like I keep going back to rock climbing. But like <laughs> whenever you're you, you climb problems at mm-hmm. the rock climbing gym. Mm-hmm. So you have like You'll walk to one wall and it'll be like one, two, three, four, five problems. Uh-huh. You climb them, eventually you climb them. Yeah. You're done climbing them. Yeah. I've climbed them 15 times. Yeah. Right? Then they can come in and they can rearrange the holds to oh. where it's a different route. Oh, that's cool. So now it's the same chunk of wall that yeah. I've been climbing for like years, mm-hmm. but there's a new, there's a, yeah, you know, you fall cool. into a side pool instead of bumping up to a different hold. Yeah. You know? So it's module. Yeah. It's a module thing That'd that you can rearrange. Yeah. Whereas a concrete park, you can't yeah. rearrange it. Once it's there, it's there. And I understand yeah. there's some practicality purposes to, you know, yeah. it having to be concrete, you know? I mean, I don't know. Even if it being concrete, like, some people will do, like, DIY stuff. Like, mm, you know, yeah. like, build a little... But people want a quarter pipe or a manual pad over here, and there's not one. They'll just go get some concrete and do it themselves. Ooh. But then, once a city guy sees it, they knock it down, like, mm. immediately. Or, like, people here are just terrible at John Stiff. So weird. You wouldn't think that area would be bad, but it's like, it's terrible. Like, whenever I'd go there every day, there'd be like guns going off, like all sorts of stuff, man. Fights, people like almost killing each other over there. And so like, that was a big reason they were like, we're going to put a halt to like the skate park. Sometimes it'd be closed because of it. So what we need, so I I figured out exactly what we need to do. We can solve these problems. 
We need to build a boxing ring in John Stiff Park. <laughs> right. Where no we, kidding. we have like a city oh paid God. referee and yep. it's like, hey, you want to fight? Mm-hmm. Put some gloves on. You yeah. put some gloves on. We're going to make sure no one dies. Yeah, exactly. We're going to make sure no one gets kicked in the mouth. But you're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you better not be a oh, wuss. You yeah. know? So we got that. We saw the fighting. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think it would be cool to do like some sort of a carpentry course. Oh, yeah. An Amarillo College carpentry course <laughs> that teaches you how to build mm-hmm. through adding and tearing down at yeah. the skate park. Yeah. That'd be dope. That'd be super nice. But then again, like... If it's wood, it wouldn't really... It would have to be... Would it get destroyed? It would, be, it would get destroyed for sure. People people at that park are terrible. I don't... It, and it's always, like, little kids, too. Like, mm. the little kids that probably little, don't have, like... Scooters? Well, scooter? not only just the scooter kids, just, like, terribly, like... Raised? Know, like, like, yeah. Are we talking yeah. Poor, poor rearing of children here? Basically. Like... Little shit. We don't have, like, a rail... Like cemented, someone cemented a rail, and like one day I was over there, and this kid with a scooter just kept like hitting it, hitting it, trying to like just like destroy it, and then they eventually just like came up out of the concrete one of the and things, just destroyed it. I was one of the like, things I was thinking was interesting <laughs> is this whole skate and destroy. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah, it was like skate and destroy, right? Yeah, and, and so there was an entire generation of young people that mm-hmm. basically said, "No, we're gonna yeah. destroy," right? Yeah. And we thought that was unique mm-hmm. to that time. Yeah. But no. <laughs> now we're just like... Children just destroy. Yeah, exactly. No matter, like they a 13-year-old, <laughs> no matter what, a 13-year-old is going to destroy. There's at least one out of 10 oh, yeah. that's just going to see something and say, I want to break that. Yeah. Why? Because I mean, I'm a little shithead. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, they're just we, all, we all used to do that. But yeah. It's just like, oh. It is frustrating once you become an adult mm-hmm. and you realize... The impact, the, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's what's like valuable. A, it's like your parents always telling you to close the door because <laughs> you're letting yeah. out the AC. Yeah, exactly. and then you realize, yeah. oh, it's really nice to have a nice, cool house. Yeah, where the cold stays in the house and mm-hmm. doesn't go flying out the front door. You know, <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. crazy. You become like that's one of the the hard stages of life that I'm currently in. Is I'm becoming the old man. Yeah, I'm a 30 year old with a baby and a baby on the way. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I can already feel <laughs> inside myself me saying things like, mm-hmm. in or out. Yeah, exactly. You are not coming in and oh out. It is outside mm-hmm. or it is, I can already feel myself. It's already like welling up inside of me. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking like, Emmett's going to have a little friend and he's going to be like, dad, man, he's going to be like, your dad's a dick. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't so want to stay at your house It's like, no, your dad, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna be that terrible. Yeah, uh, but it, it is one of those things that like I re- like I feel it, and it's just like it's a it's what life puts on you. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So you go sure. from being the 13 year old shithead skater mm-hmm. to now you're like a a 25 to 30 year old still shithead. I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't think you ever grow out of that. I mean, yeah, I'm, still I deal with it. you know it's always in you. <laughs> I'm still dealing oh, with a yeah. bit of it myself. My wife informs me all the time mm-hmm. about how I'm still that, you know. Yeah. But but then but you realize certain things about the world and how mm-hmm. you get what you want out of it. Oh, yeah. And then you start seeing those other little ones come <laughs> up and you're like, You're so yeah. dumb, you don't yeah, know yet. Exactly. Exactly. That's so fun. That. That's fun though. That's fun. <laughs> that's part that's part of like I think the Indians had it nailed, mm-hmm. right? Thirteen year olds are all the same. 
Yeah. 20-year-olds are all the same. 30-year-olds mm-hmm. are all the same. They all need the same stuff out of society. Mm-hmm. I think Indians were smart because they engineered it into their society. They said, okay, yeah. who are the ones that fight yeah. and uh, Just... are dangerous to have around your daughters? <laughs> it's the 16 to 20-year-olds. Yeah. Okay, well, let's send them out into the woods yeah, right? <laughs> to hunt buffalo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, keep them away from our women yeah. and our teepees. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to break oh, shit, you know? <laughs> They can come back when they're old enough to know we don't break shit. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Don't get drunk and just... fight and fall into the fire. Oh, yeah. we don't have burn cream. So funny. As an Indian. <laughs> Maybe they had burn cream. I bet they had burn cream. I'm That's sure. Fun. Hopefully. That probably happened pretty often. Put some buffalo hair on it. Yeah. Yeah. Dirt. Dude, you want to jump <laughs> into the interview? Holy shit. What time is it? <laughs> Let me see. Honey. Uh, okay. So it's we're thirty five minutes. Do you need some more coffee? Uh, I'm down if you have any. Okay, yeah, I got some more. Do you, <laughs> I'm you, a, a coffee holic, man. You are? Yeah. If I don't drink beer, in Amarillo, you're in good company. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of reasoning to be. Um, do you mm-hmm. want? Do you got plugs? Um, like headphones? No, no, no. Oh, like plugs like uh, like. Oh, I was like like a, some sort um, of an advertisement here. While I'm getting coffee, you just. Freestyle it Freestyle. on the mic, and you just throw plugs. You can, you can plug uh, like anything local that you think people need to know about. Like, what are some of those things um, that people that maybe people don't know about that they should know about? Definitely, always drink Evocation. That is for sure. Also, don't ever download the eBay app. It is not a good thing. I haven't been in this neighborhood in a long time. No? It felt it felt so super weird driving up to your house because of the Olsen Park school. It's just weird. I used to hang out over there a lot. Flash from the past, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's wild, man, seeing the seeing that old life, you know? Mm-hmm. Life that kind of disappears, it seems like. <laughs> Alright, man. Um What all did you plug? Um Always drink Evocation I heard coffee. Evocation, that's a good one. And uh, never download the eBay app. Never? Is it terrible? It is the best thing ever, but I oh. waste so much money. Yeah, like, that makes sense. If I'm not on Instagram, Craigslist, or texting somebody, I'm on eBay mm. constantly. And I shouldn't be. Like, I need to save money and send money out and all that kind of stuff. But like, I'll, si- I'll find a deal... Like a deal of a lifetime because I, I just research film. That's that's like the main spot where I get all my stuff. Um, just because like some people don't know what they have. Like they'll mm. you know like a, my first like Ooh, film you, you camera. Take, take advantage of the exactly. Rich kids yeah, exactly. Dumbasses. Exactly. Like I just bought like eighteen rolls of thirty five millimeter. And it's like portrait eight hundred, which is like. It's kind of expensive. Just for like one little roll, it's like 15 bucks. And like this guy sold 18 rolls for like 80 bucks. And I was just like, that's like $250 worth. Mm. So I was just like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was just like, yes, I'll buy it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, one splurge and that's it. But uh, it's it's tough. I always am on there constantly. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that getting dangerous. I got one mm-hmm. of the dudes I work with is a... Uh, well, actually, a lot of the dudes I'm, I work with are, like, Facebook, Marketplace, uh, yeah. 
Craigslist. Marketplace. They, they're yes. not. They don't even need anything. They're just scrolling through like, <laughs> yeah, that's oh what damn, I do every that's day. a good, that's a good deal. Yeah, that's a, you know, like there's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's me every single day. That's hilarious. I found like a compart or a twenty. Uh, oh, you ringing? You ringing, bro? That's oh, okay. Is that your no, wife? Yeah. She sent an Instagram <laughs> message in saying. To ask you why she's the best. Or, I, I think <laughs> she that's, would. I'm pretty sure that that's what the question was. Uh, um, but okay, so let's jump into this thing. She's such a goober. All right. So how did you get started in photography? Well, you gave us a little bit. Um, how did you get started into like developing fil- film mm-hmm. as art? I'll be more um, specific, I guess. Like, like now it's like okay, I am now a artist. Yeah. Um, developing my shit. Well. I always, like, I would always scroll on, like, the Explore page on Instagram constantly, and I would always find, like, really not, like, good pictures mm-hmm. on, like, Somewhere somewhere Magazine or whatever, or just, uh, just random places, and I'd like them, and then later on I would find out, or look at the hashtags, and I'd be like, oh, they're shooting film, like, that's cool, mm-hmm. didn't really, like, haven't shot film in a long, like, I still have that camera my mom bought me for Christmas. I actually got it to work last, or a few days ago. Hell yeah. So I'm gonna start shooting on that camera. But anyways, I was like, huh, I haven't, like, shot, like, a roll in a long time. And, like, my buddy Grant, who's also a cold cut skateboarder, um, he always would bring disposables on trips. And mm. I just, I always laugh at him, and I'd have my little cam- my digital camera and stuff like that. But um, before we get into developing, I was gonna say uh after i bought my like or after nick gave me my first digital camera i was more focused on music and all that kind of stuff for oh a yeah long time. that's right you said um, you were you were sounding you went down to sound school yeah um well i just i, I made my own music just like by myself like do like you I would, instrument uh you, yeah i played you, uh my main was bass okay what are you what, plucking on um right now i can't remember the exact name it's an Ibanez bass, oh, okay. but I can't remember the. It's like TMB one hundred or something. It's like. It's oh, like I was a, meaning more like what instrument? Oh, okay, gotcha. To me, it's four I, string for sure. It's funny. I like all of my guitars, or most mm-hmm. of them, were given to me. Mm. So for the longest time, I didn't know what they were, just because it was like, oh, it's my, oh, yeah. the guitar my buddy gave me. Like I yeah. wasn't, you know. Like, <laughs> So that's could that's be all a, a holy gym for all you know. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like for for what I know. Yeah, like, which I actually do think I have a pretty nice uh, acoustic. Oh yeah. That my dad traded my my seventh grade violin when I whenever oh, nice. I was like I'm done playing the violin at eighth grade because I'm too cool for that. Yeah. Which I really wish I hadn't. I, that's like, so funny you said that. Today I brought that up because I used to play cello uh, in middle school. And I was like, I wish I would have bought a cello because yeah. I rented it from oh, Taylor's yeah. or whatever. See, it's my called. parents, my parents were thinking money wise, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Let's go ahead and buy this so that yeah. they're playing a nice violin, and mm-hmm. we'll make Dexter play it." Oh, my yeah. sister wanted to play the violin; they made me play it as yeah. well. But in hindsight, I'm like, "Damn, I really wish because I traded that mm-hmm. every time I've traded an instrument in. I've thought that was the dumbest move. I've, I've also yeah. traded in a, a mandolin." <laughs> Mm-hmm. That I didn't know how to play, but I could have learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he traded it into this guitar. Oh. Um, so the guitar I have is actually like a nicer guitar, but I didn't yeah. know. Whenever yeah. I started playing, I was just like, ah, it's the shitty acoustic it's guitar a- my dad had, you know? Like, I didn't yeah. know it was nice, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Which I don't yeah. know if it's that nice. 
Price is not like a Martin or like you know like um, high end yeah. Taylor. Yeah, like I get you. Some of those things get so expensive. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're good. So you're making your music, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you Are you throwing down full songs? You're yeah. Like, you... I recorded like I wouldn't necessarily. It's weird calling them albums, but I did probably like two, mm. and like I went by um, Modern View. And uh, that was my name for a little bit. And also, my main name was Mooncut. Mm. The Mooncut for a long time. And, uh, dude, I actually listened to my songs not too long ago. and Terrible. Mm. Like, terrible songs. There's one song <laughs> that I actually really, really liked. And I'll forever like. Just because it was, it was like, different. It was mm. so different from any song that I ever made. And, uh, I don't know. It's just super cool. And I actually sent it to... Um, this guy, there's a skateboard company called Sovereign. I'm really obsessed with their uh, boards because, like, they're they have a photographer too that shoots oh, nice. film, and um, he he prints out all of his images on boards. Or like, um, he'll uh, he'll collaborate with this guy. I forgot his last name. Uh, his name's Jesse Draxler or something like that. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, but he he like does the whole like. Um, like Photoshop, like stitching different things on people's faces mm -hmm. or taking like an eye out and putting something like, oh, yeah. like stuff like that. And so they collaborate a lot. And uh, my whole living room is like sovereign boards. Like nice. I probably have. Like, so you hang them up as art. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say. I can't skate those things. Oh, like, damn. I even bought, that's crazy. I even bought one like two months ago that I was, I was like, I'll skate this one for sure. And then I just now hung it up. <laughs> like, I was just like, I just can't skate them. They're so nice looking. Like, um, like I have two black and white ones by my TV above, like, a fake fireplace. And then, like, when you walk in my house, you go down this, like, weird hallway. And I have, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. eight so what do you boards. think that is? Like, what do you think that boards. is that when you start to get into something you start to see it as more than like because my brother-in-law did the same thing with uh discs disc golf oh, okay. disc he, he got really into it yeah and then he has crates he has uh. crates of discs that he's never thrown <laughs> he'll he pull them out them. he looks at them he talks about them and then yeah. he sticks them back in that keeps them in their plastic you know oh yeah uh but it does seem like that there is something in people mm -hmm. that when they start to get into something they yeah. start to almost view it as art yeah. in itself, you know, and, and a oh, precious yeah. thing, you know? That's for sure. I think skateboarding is definitely the most physical art besides, like, me starting to print my work lately. Mm. Because, like, music, it would all be on the computer. You would never ah. see anything or, you know, that was art in my, like, just my, like, me taking it mentally everywhere. You know, mm. I didn't have a physical thing to be, like... This is what I've been working on, really. Like, I did, like, one CD drop, or a couple, like, a long time ago. Like, I think I hid one at Hastings, and, like, all these weird places, and I would just take a picture of them and post it on Instagram and be like, hey, mm. if you want to listen to it, like, you can have it. But I never I never sold any CDs. I, I think I gave a bunch to Jason at the 806 to mm. just be like, you can put these, like, somewhere and just throw them. You can, <laughs> I was like, you can throw them away or... You know, give them to somebody. Yeah. Um, just whatever. But every now and again, I'll hear a song, one of my songs at the 806 play. Because I have it on there, like, 
shuffle and yeah. it's so embarrassing. Like <laughs> my buddy Luke, one my best friend, like works there. He's a guy with a beard. Looks like he's sad, but he's really happy. Mm. He's, a, he's a funny guy. But he'll he'll send me like clips of him just like making something and you'll hear my song in the background. I'm just like I wish they would just delete all yeah. of it. <laughs> it's so funny. That's but, funny, man. But yeah, I did that for a long time. Like a real like Probably last January was like when I stopped recording and started mm. selling okay. all my stuff, <laughs> except my 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 main instruments. Like I sold like my Ableton, my uh, monitors, all my recording gear, pretty much like everything, just because like I have a new obsession. You yeah, know? you've got to just... consolidate, man. Like as you get older oh, yeah. and you start realizing that things cost money, mm-hmm. like. Serious yeah. money, you start realizing I've got to focus my resources yeah. to to really get into one thing. Yeah, I had well right before I I started selling stuff. I I was in the very end of Western Plaza. I I played a bass for them after Maddie was out. Oh, okay. And, uh, Cole, well, no, Cole was there for a little bit, and then Cole was out, and then it was me, Luke, uh, Michael. And I always forget this guy's name every time. He moved already. He was a drummer. Mm. But he's the guy that did um, May Magic. I forgot I don't name. know what that means. Brandon? Brandon? Mm. I, I can't remember. I can see, like, were you in the music video? No. No, no, no. It was it was way, like... I after. think I saw him. Well, Cole, Cole was in the music video. As the drummer? Uh, yeah. He, okay. he was the main drummer. And then... Uh, God, I, can, I can't remember his name. Mm. But... He was a he was a great drummer, um, but then it just fell apart after mm-hmm. like a month or two, and that was kind of like where I was like, if this works out, that'll be cool, obviously, but if it doesn't, I'm probably gonna be done, like with music, and then that crashed and burned, uh, sadly, and then I just like kept recording my own stuff and send it out to like labels or just anything I could, you know, just mm-hmm. one little thing. And, uh, but it just, it just never worked out. And, uh, I even like got so many requests to play in bands here, but like I was so over playing with people just because like one guy wouldn't show up. Yeah. Or the, other guy, oh, dude. the other guy would be too drunk yeah. during last practice that he <laughs> it's wouldn't like, remember. It's like, bitch, like, we're practicing. Yeah. Like you're showing would, up. Nobody would take it seriously That's and funny, it drove man. me nuts. So I was just like, I guess I'm just going to keep doing it on my own or, me and Luke, because Luke's a, a pianist and, like, so good, man. Like, he's good at every... He's one of those guys. He's definitely, hands down, the best... Was the best skateboarder in Amarillo. Mm. Like, that guy has talent. And, um... But he... He was, a uh, He's still... He, I forgot who he's playing with now. He's on a new project. I don't really want to spill the name yet. Mm. But, um... It should be pretty cool. Um, every, it's so interesting but, to me because... There, there is an aspect of a band like chemistry. I mean, it's more of a chemistry. It's yeah. like a, almost like you have to almost view it more in like an alchemy, like magic sense where you, yeah. you can't speak about it in the same sense that you would a practical thing because it's yeah. not practical because there's sometimes where you see a group of people come together and it's like they're phenomenal musicians. Yeah. Every one of them is a phenomenal musician, mm-hmm. but for some reason it doesn't come together. Yeah. And then you might have another group where you're like, 
fair, yeah, fair music, right. but the music they're putting out is fucking good. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so it's so weird that you can't apply. There isn't like a uh, a straight formula that you yeah, can apply to like creating. Well, maybe you can if you're like Simon Cow and you just you know yeah. you're putting together like a boy band. Like we're putting yeah. together a pop project or something. Oh yeah. But but an actual band of guys that vibe together and can it's really hard. bring. Um, because the the hardest part is not playing the music. Mm-hmm. It's showing up to play the music. Yeah, exactly. Or remembering parts or. Wanting to do, you know, if me and uh, Luke want to stick with a change at this verse or bridge or whatever, and then someone says, like, that sounds like shit, you know, you gotta, mm. then you gotta, it just doesn't, it never worked out. Mm. And any, in any band that I was in, like, I played, I also played for, like, Brandon Todd, um, and then I played for Lindsay Blackwell when she lived here, and just all these random bands, like, would hit me up and, want to play bass but like I either didn't like the music they were playing or it was just to the point where I'd be playing like three bands and I was just like nope and then one day I was just like this isn't this isn't me like I'm just tired I've been doing this for too long so I was just like I'll, I'll keep all my instruments but I'll sell all my like recording mm-hmm. gear so after I recorded my last stuff like a couple of years ago I was just like I'm, I'm over it I need I need to do something else and after that, Kenzie, uh, my wife, she was shooting a wedding, and um, she was like, hey, do you want to help, help me or whatever? And I was just like, yeah, for sure. And I didn't have a camera, and so I uh, bought a Canon EOS M. It's like a little mirrorless pocket camera almost, but you can attach like DSLR lenses mm. on it. It's super nice and convenient. And um, so I asked Nick if I could buy his because he was looking to get rid of it. So I bought his and we did this wedding and it was the worst wedding ever. It was terrible. It was windy. It was like, it was like they just like got a few like lawn chairs and then like put like just got married on dirt. Like, um. It was the worst wedding ever. But after I like got you know, did the images and editing. I was like, this is cool. Like, I need to do this again. Oh, yeah. And so... Got the bug. Yeah, I got the bug, like, big time. And so I was just like, I need to get a better camera. And so after I used that camera for a little while, I would just assist her on weddings. And that was all I did for a little bit. And then I was just like, I went to... I got a Best Buy credit card. Worst idea ever. <laughs> like, worst idea. Dude, with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility, man. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I bought Kenzia a Mac... Uh, what do you call those things? Not an iMac, but the Mac Mini. Oh, and yeah. I bought her one. I bought me one. I bought a new camera. I bought a lens. Like I spent thousands of dollars <laughs> on that card. And I, I got a Canon 80D, which is really good for video and photography, which is what I wanted because I like... I like doing, like, I love short films. Short mm. films are so awesome to me. Like, even, at, like, I don't know. I wish it was more popular, but it's just neat. Like, there's a there's woman that I follow. Um, her name's Parker Hill. Her Instagram name is Parker Chill. And, God, she's such a good photographer. But also, she's a mainly a director and, like, mm. producer. And she has a short film that I recently, that she came out recently with, I think it was like two years ago, maybe a year ago. It's called Homing In. It's a short film and it's it's amazing. I don't even want to give it away because it's you know it's a short film, so it's a short little like plot. So like, but if you is it on YouTube? 
It's on Vimeo. Oh, okay. I might be on YouTube, but I watched it on Vimeo. I've fallen down um, some of those rabbit holes where you, oh, yeah. you, you maybe get your music video taste, mm-hmm. maybe gets a little too theatrical, so they sprinkle in yeah. a few short films, oh, and then yeah. you see a short film and you're like, holy shit, yeah. that was amazing, yeah. you know? like there was so sick. I, I love whenever it's under five minutes, mm-hmm. there's no words said, but you have You'll this like entire story, like at yeah. the end of it, you're like, oh damn, like, yeah. that was a huge, it covered a lot of ground mm-hmm. in a short amount of time with very little communicated. Yeah, it's you'll really like that one then, if you like that kind of stuff. Um, also, Spike Jones, That guy, do you know who Spike Jones is? Yes. This guy's freaking Mostly by name. I've never really, one. like, uh, I'm not very good with, like, I'm sure I've seen his work. Yeah. I'm not ever very good with attributing the work that I've seen, or the brilliance yeah. that I've seen to, like, the director or, like, yeah, the writer. Yeah, I totally it, get you know, that. I just kind of, like, consume and... He did, um, like most he started off with skateboarding, which mm. is, that's how I knew who he was. He's a, he's a photographer and videographer, and he did uh, all sorts of skate videos throughout his life, and then moved into commercial, and then now does movies. Like, he did uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, okay. All uh, right. He did Her. Did you ever watch Her? Her. With uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And he has he oh, talks to his yeah. like, talks to his phone or has a relationship. Oh, yeah, he did that movie too. <laughs> wow. Uh, he recently did a an Apple commercial. Man, it's literally or an Apple the Apple Home thing, mm-hmm. the cylinder speaker. Oh my God. He um if you have it have time, look up the HomePod commercial. Dude, that brilliant. Great. It's so sick. I watch it just like for fun sometimes. Like, it's it's a cool little like short filmish kind of thing and. And then they also came out with a behind the scenes, dude. You would not believe the work that people did to like make that thing happen. Really, it's insane. Yeah, like, I'm gonna have to watch there's it. things that look CGI that are actually like real life. Like Ooh. they just had an amazing crew. But um, yeah, that guy is a huge influence on, on like video work and uh, photography for sure. Um, but yeah, after I got my Canon 80D, I just like. I don't know. I wasn't getting too crazy with my editing. I was just, you know, some people like fix a chin or take some hairs out, like just go crazy with editing. And I'm not a fan of that. And so I like would just be, I would fall into a loop loophole of uh, YouTube videos and stuff. And I, there was this guy, um, he goes by James Windsor. I think he's like British guy. And, uh, he was shooting with a Canon 5D and, um, Oh, well, right before I, I found that guy, I uh, was at Easy Pond on um, 45th and Tecla. Yeah, by Drug Emporium. Uh-huh. And uh, he they had a, a huge DSLR with a battery grip and everything, and it said a Canon 5, uh, 5D Mark One. I. I didn't even know that they made a 5D. I, I knew they made a 5D3 and a 4 and, you know, up. So I was just like, I never heard of it. And so I went on YouTube and looked it up. And it was that James Windsor guy had like a review on it. And like the pictures he got out of it was like film. It was like real, like the color tones were amazing. And he didn't even like do any crazy editing with it. It was just, I don't, nobody can explain the sensor. Mm. Like it's just the way it came out. So I was just like obsessed with it. And so I bought it and uh, my wife helped me. Uh, per usual she helps me with a lot of stuff and uh she bought it for me pretty much and i became obsessed with it and i just like 
shot all sorts of stuff and then I was just on Instagram one day and that's when I saw the hashtag of the 35 millimeter and just got into another loophole and mm. just went far into it and I was just like I need to and then I started looking at film videos and then I um, I uh, this is gonna be a dumb question what's up how do you upload <laughs> a film picture on Instagram you scan it you scan it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You, um, there's different scanners out there you could use. I use an Epson scanner and it's made for photo scanning. I mean, you could scan documents too, but it's mainly made for scanning. Uh, it's like a, like a rectangle and then you like lift the lid and it's just like, you know, where, how you scan like your butt mm -hmm. or like your, yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah. do it on well, movies. We, we've like, got, we've got <laughs> one. We've got yeah, one. Yeah. But every time I've scan something in it looks shitty um so it's kind of yeah, like one of those things if you're sure. going through all this effort to make something like a, yeah. a film mm -hmm. printout yeah. i just don't know how you like then scan it in to where it doesn't look shitty well because i like and granted mine's probably a lower quality scanner or whatever but i don't know when my model came out but like that's the model i was i always saw people using so i, I bought it on ebay and uh yeah, it comes with like these trays, like a 120, which is a medium format film. And then there's 35 millimeter. Mm. And they come with trays and you just put the, ah, the lead in there. Okay. And then you just scan it like a like a piece of paper. Huh. And then it just pops up. And it's it's so neat. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it is an art. And it's just crazy that, that people, there's thousands, you know, millions of people right now shooting film. And it's like skyrocketing, like really? like vinyl, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you know? like, Isn't it funny? Like people always assume that it's gonna be this like steady march forward. Everybody's gonna be like, "No, mm -hmm. give me the newest shit. Yeah. Give me the coolest shit." Mm -hmm. And then it's like there's always this like slight rebellion to say, uh, "Is enough ever gonna be enough?" Yeah, like, exactly. Like okay, we could have flying cars. But when we have flying cars, it's going to be the exact same it's as having a car on wheels. Oh, yeah. We're going to be pressed to the gills for time. We're not going to have, we're not going to, you know, like mm -hmm. we're going to lack the same human yeah. things, no matter if we have a flying car or a car on wheels. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with, uh, it only, it diminishes it. Yeah. Because like when you are shooting a, when you push a button to expose film, yeah. you know that just cost me money. There exactly. is, there is yeah. a there is a uh, consequence mm -hmm. to you know to the to the art versus if you have a digital camera, you can just fire off thousands of photos, and there, right you there. literally did not lose anything. Yeah, because yeah, if exactly. a thousand of them are terrible, you didn't lose anything. Yeah, but if you're shooting it on a film, you lost a lot of shit. Yeah, exactly. It's some people don't think about that at all. And like, uh, some there's a time or two where like someone will want like work or something, and I have to tell them like you know I'm what I what I do, and they're kind of like yeah I'm gonna go with a digital photographer, which mm -hmm. is fine. Like, I mean, just some people don't understand understand it, I guess. But it's just like it's also kind of dumb because it's like if you like what you see that I put up put out there or something, then. Why? Why would you just be like, oh, I want it faster? You know what I mean. Mm. I want, I want someone to put a a a fake, I forgot a preset, pretty much of mm. like editing. You know, I want people, I want it like that. You know, it's just one of those things that, in which makes it an art. Is like it takes 
forever sometimes and it takes you know you can still edit film you can still like manipulate it a little bit but not as crazy as some people make mm. it out to be and some people are totally against that in the film community which is understandable because it's like well if you're gonna go edit one picture for two hours shoot digital which i totally understand that i mean i i'm kind of for that but at the same time like it's your work whatever you want viewed you know you whatever you want to get paid for doing then go for it right like, whatever works for you well there is one uh, one thing i was going to ask you was um <clears throat> so layers of art create more meaning mm -hmm. do you so for instance if uh you know i've i've seen this like recently i guess they said ai is like starting to build pictures and it's basically like saying like, okay, humans like this shit. Yeah. Because I have a million clicks on Google to analyze. Oh. Mm -hmm. So I know what humans like. So it generates images. Yeah. That it's like, I know that people are going to like this mm -hmm. because I'm tricking their mind into liking it. You know, it's almost yeah. like uh, versus whenever something like for, you know, I've been watching some on the History Channel, some uh -huh. of those like World War II in color or whatever. Yeah. And to sit there and think, the amount of work that oh, that yeah. clip probably yeah. took from developing the film to shooting the film to oh, yeah. uh, being in 1940 whatever like pain mm -hmm. in the ass you know <laughs> oh yeah but that that film is valuable oh, because sure. of how much of a pain in the ass it was to get it, you yeah know? and the best part about it is that you have it forever you don't mm -hmm. need a external hard drive you don't need a USB to store it it's all a negative you know that you just put mm. in negative sheets and a little file folder or wherever you want to put it and just stash it and if you ever need to scan it again you just pull it out and mm. you know you don't need to waste money on hard drives which right. is a plus super plus because those things are expensive yeah for like a two two gigabyte or not two gigabyte two terabyte it's what like 150 or something like isn't that. it crazy it's to insane. think that our world went from not even knowing what digital storage was yeah. to completely 100% relying yeah. on digital storage. Exactly. Most off-site digital storage. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's insane, man. Like, I, I, I recently just started uh, buying the sleeves for it because for the longest time, I would just, you know, put all my negatives in a drawer, which is a stupid idea because, like, you know, you're you could be in a hurry or something and spill spill something on it or They're cut it or something. Here. You know, and like it might not ruin it depending on what you spilt on it. Because I mean, if a negative is dirty, you could always like put it through water and like you know clean just it, clean it, it up yeah. a little bit. But like, I'm sure it kind of takes something off. But I'm not I'm not 100% positive about mm. it. But yeah, it's it's neat how you can always store it and have it forever unless someone burns it. Did you see Man in the High Castle? No. Have you seen that doc? Do you know Philip K. Dick? Do you know who he is? I don't think so. He wrote a book called uh, Flow My Tears, The Policeman Said, mm. and uh, Electric Dream. He, he's the guy that, you know, uh, Blade Runner? I didn't watch Blade Runner, actually. He he created the story that Blade Runner is based on. He's oh, just a okay. famous author from oh, okay. back in the day. But he, um, he wrote this book. Uh, Man in the High Castle. It's mm -hmm. on, I believe, Amazon. Maybe I don't think it's on Netflix. Maybe it's on Netflix now. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing is an alternative uh, mm -hmm. history that they see on this film. Yeah. So it's like huh. the only proof for it exists yeah. in these films, and the you know there, it deals a little bit with the validity of film. Like, yeah. 
if something is in film, then it happened. Mm -hmm. Because the only way for it to get in the film is for the light that's bouncing off of the thing happening. Yeah, yeah. Versus the digital world that we now live in where... I can literally make anything happen. Yeah. If I if I get creative enough with the editing or have uh, the right software, I can say no. Uh, JFK didn't die. <laughs> yeah, you Look, really I could. Have, I have yeah. film of him driving away in the motorcade. Yeah. He didn't get shot. That yeah. was made up. Here's the film. Exactly. Here's, here's the video to show you, but yeah. it's a digital recreation, and yeah. you know you could fudge it. You know? Yeah. Versus film. There's no fudge in it. Well, yeah. there's a little bit of fudge in it. A little you bit. Said editing. Yeah, you can. Nice. You can just like, if your negative comes out bland for whatever reason, you you know whatever, uh, whatever uh, film stock you bought, you know you know like there's stocks that'll have like it'll make green pop or it'll make yellow mm. pop. So if you if your film is like bland, you can like you can just put some yellow in there uh. and then you know you're good to go. And it's still. Because people won't be like, oh, why is it, you know, red and when it's supposed to be more green, you know? Right. And you just be like, well, I edited it or, you know. But sometimes it just comes out like that. Yeah. Like I did um, a couple roles for Justin at Evocation because mm-hmm. he shoots film too. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. And uh, I've been developing his roles for him. And um, they're super cool. That guy's... Super talented at uh, shooting photos, too. So, uh, I've had a couple of photographers on, I think, maybe. Yeah, you've had Just it. the third, maybe the, no, uh, fourth, because Angie Medina, mm-hmm. and then Gunner, and, and Eric. then Eric, mm-hmm. and I might be forgetting one in there, uh, I can't really remember, I guess you kind of consider Aaron a photographer, but every time I ask the same, because my wife tells me that I have a shitty eye. Uh-huh. She's like, straight up, she's like, you are the worst at taking pictures. Oh like, God. you know, I mean, and I am. I'm actually pretty bad. Like, when, you know, afterwards, I'll be like looking at a picture. I'm like, why does it look so shitty? Yeah. Whenever people make stuff look so good, you know, like, it, oh, yeah. there, it, there's a certain eye to it, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, and like lining shit up and foreground and rule of thirds or whatever, you know, my wife tries to explain it to yeah. me, but no matter what she explains, I still can't get yeah. it right, you know? I feel you. And so yeah. you and your wife were both photographers? Yeah. Uh, did, has your wife always been a photographer? Like, um, yeah, since I've known her. Oh, she's, okay. she's just, um, Did y'all bond over that? Was that like I something? Mean, Kind of. Um, it was just one of those things because after, like I said, I shot that wedding. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and um, she was like, All right, like go for it, like all for it. And so like it's just funny how it turned out. Like how she she shoots completely different stuff than I do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it we've never like butted heads, of course. Like we're always like supporting each other no matter what. But it's just one of those things. Like if I'm wanting to do something she's the the hand that just like pushes my back oh yeah see that's the thing man that a lot of people miss that that's what a marriage a Mm -hmm. relationship is supposed to be yeah Uh, Yeah. there's a little bit of love Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the the majority of it (laughs) Uh is finding a person that will not put up with you accepting a lower version of yourself oh for sure you know like that that's more important than Mm -hmm. than anything is when they say i know that you have a better version of yourself yeah and i'm i'm unwilling to accept the lower version of yourself yeah so for me for you yeah 
Get your ass in yeah, gear. Let's go. Exactly. You know, that's what I love about the her. nagging wife. Like mm-hmm. the trope <laughs> of a nagging wife <laughs> is actually the best thing possible. Yeah, like you really want is. a wife that's gonna say, "Really? Yeah. This is it? Yeah, dude, give me something. Yeah. Like I've committed. Oh, yeah. I've committed to spend some time with you. Yeah, right. You're not gonna be a loser. <laughs> yeah, you're you know? not gonna be a low life. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. Get going. That's hilarious. Yeah, whenever, um, whenever I started going in the deep end of YouTube um, over film. Uh, I found this guy, and his name's uh, Matt Day, and he does uh, photo photo like videos, like tutorials, or he'll get mm. some new cameras in and just like just go all in. Like that's what he pretty much does for a living. And so like he would always shoot. Uh, it's called a Mamiya RB67, and it's like a giant camera that has like a waist level finder, and like you look through it and you just see this glass. And you have a focus knob on the right and left. And that's how you do your focusing. Mm. And I was just like obsessed with it. And they, people always recommend like if you're going to get into medium format after 35, like you already take that next step because it's more expensive than 35. Mm. Um, then get that camera. And so, of course, I went on eBay, made an account. And then uh, this lady had a um, her son, I'm pretty sure it was, he passed away. And um, she, it was just unexpected, oh, and he just bought that camera, and it came with all this stuff, and I was just like, she was selling it for five fifty when really she should have been selling it for like, like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, and um, I didn't have that much money on me because I just quit my job at uh, Ameripride, and so I took my four hundred one k out, and so mm. I was just like, I'm gonna be spending all this money, and I spent almost all of it. And then I was making that decision, and I was like, well, if I buy this camera, like, I'm not going to have, like, any money left. And Kenzie was just, like, did the push, and I was just, like, she basically, like, clicked it for me, like, buy it. So I bought it, and then, like, ever since then, it was it was super weird, too, because I got the camera, didn't was just going over videos about how to use it and all sorts of stuff about it. And there was a roll of film in it that the guy shot halfway through. Oh, and I shit. still have it to this day. And I haven't developed it because it's a whole nother chemistry. So next time I go travel through somewhere with a lab, I'm just going to give it to them and let them develop it. Because I want to know what's on it. Like oh, if there's like a picture shit. of them. Yeah. It's still a mystery. And it's all, <laughs> it sits on my desk all the time. And I just Dude, stare at it. Sometimes wild. it makes me want to buy the chemicals for it just to develop that role. Mm. But, I mean, one day, it would just be so awesome if he had, like, a self-portrait. But when I drop it off, I'm just going to be like, if there's something, like, illegal going on in this role, <laughs> it's not mine. Like, but I just shot just gonna, It's just going to be pictures of dogs <laughs> dropping deuces. <laughs> just dog right. shit. And it's just like, it's mm-hmm. like, what was this guy thinking? Right. He just He's going to be, like, Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> or something. Like, So I was just... I don't know. I can't wait to see oh, what it is. So it's always been like just sitting there. But but yeah, so Matt is really the person that taught me everything about film. And it's so surreal because I, I actually hired him to be our wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. I got I messaged him one day and super nice guy. And it was just like, yeah, like, you know, as long as you, you know, pay us to fly out and all that. And so... Uh, in November we got married and uh, he flew out and hung out with us. It was just so weird because like 
you know, I, I looked up to his photography. He's the guy that taught me, but from, like, another state. Oh, like, across. Shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. Like, like, meeting your mentor. Pretty much, yeah. For the first time. Mr. Miyagi. Well, it, it's, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that's funny. Like, I've listened to so many, like, hours of Joe Rogan mm-hmm. that I feel like I know him. Yeah. Even though I've never met him. Exactly. So, it'd be like meeting him mm-hmm. after... It's like, I actually yeah. don't know you at all. <laughs> but I've listened yeah. to like 100 hours of you speaking. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. It, yeah, it was insane to put a, you know, a physical body to his voice mm-hmm. and whatnot. But it was, it was awesome, man. And he's a, a skateboarder, too. He he watches all the skate podcasts I watch. So we have a lot of things that we, like, bonded over. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been friends with that guy for years. Yeah, like, that's wild. It's super wild. But, um, yeah, so he's the one that taught me, you know, with Scanner to Buy, what, uh, what, uh, you know, he mainly shoots black and white, though. That was the only difference. Mm. I, I'm obsessed with color and, mm. you know, doing different tones and stuff like that. And I rarely shoot black and white, like, ever. I don't know. It's just, there's just things where, like, you know, if I shot, like, this room, I'd want to see all the color. Not, because if it's just black and white, to me, I'm just like, eh. Yeah, yes, yeah, waste of, waste of color. But there's times where, like, whenever Ooh, I a waste of color. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. We've we've had black and white for centuries, like TV and stuff like that. And now we have the privilege of color. So I don't know. But there's always time for black and white. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I knew um, Beto was gonna be at Six Car, I was like, I'm bringing black and white only, cause like. That dude could be president someday, and he's actually running now, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So I was just like, I'm gonna go shoot a photo of him. That's one of the things. Are like, what's what's the uh, to not like necessarily a political. Uh-huh. Like, what's the the hype? Honestly, I just I don't know like that much about the guy. I just know he's like he's definitely not a Donald Trump. That mm-hmm. is for sure. He's like the complete opposite. Supports, you know black white hispanic you know asian sports gays whatever you want whatever you want to be he's going to support it and that sort of thing that's really the only thing i know and that i feel like that's all i need to know about him you know mm. and i know he's had a past but i mean we've all we've See, all that, had one, a of the, past. one of the things that okay there's two big things that bother me mm-hmm. about him let's hear it one is that he's a white dude going as Beto. <laughs> Yeah, that's a it's like, huge motherfucker, issue. Okay, so you want us to vote another white dude mm-hmm. into the White House, but you're going to pretend to be Mexican. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, that's one thing that right off the bat mm-hmm. I can't get over. It's I like, hear that all the it's time. It's like B-O-Rourke. B-O-Rourke. Right? <laughs> that's a not, better name, do you too. Not think that you can, uh, do you not think that you can win being associated yeah. as a white male? Yeah. Because if so... I'm going to really look at your politics or your policies yeah. because it seems like you're being a ruse to me, right? Yeah. You're like kind of sneaking in that back door a yeah. little bit. And like so, I'm going to be favored by these people. Yeah, that's design. kind of a weird aspect to me. And then mm-hmm. the other thing is that he's like actually really rich. Yeah, he he's is. He's really rich. I follow him on Instagram and that dude's house is so nice. Yeah, like, he's, he's like, like so, so he's like trying to like almost... Like, so based off of the media that I've consumed of Mm -hmm. his, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, he's a normal guy, Mm -hmm. right? He's like, 
but you know, like he's a yeah. normal guy, he's common. Oh but yeah. But then it's like, no, he's actually a millionaire. Yeah, you know, he's, like he's loaded. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy because it's like some of the stuff that I don't like about Donald Trump, mm-hmm. I don't like about him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I totally. Get you know, that. it's just like yeah. a, a, another really rich mm-hmm. white dude. That's yeah. like now trying to make me think he's Mexican. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel that. And I'm not political at all. Like, no, I'm not a political person. I like, do you, sure. know, do you know who Yang is? Uh-uh. So, I do not. Uh, he's, he's uh, running for the Democrat seat. And here's actually, I'm, I'm not real, really Republican or Democrat. I voted mm-hmm. Libertarian pretty much mm-hmm. since I could vote. And um, just because I don't like the two-party system, I want, mm-hmm. I want, so what I actually want, yeah. this would be a dream for me. If I look at all these different candidates, there's, there's four different candidates running for president mm-hmm. and all of them, I'm like, okay, well I could vote for this guy cause I really like this about him. Yeah. I could vote for this guy cause I really like this about him. Yeah. I could vote for this lady cause I really <laughs> like this about her, uh-huh. you know, instead I'm like, Damn, I hate this about this person, and yeah. I hate this about this person. So I'm gonna basically try to vote for the person I hate the Less, least. Yeah, you know, instead of it being a like a more of a positive thing. Like for instance, skate parks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if somebody was like, "Look, there's a lot going on with this country that's wrong." Yeah, but I want to give our young men yeah a place to where they can be constructive and creative. Yeah, so we're gonna build skate parks. Mm-hmm. It's like. All right, shit. I don't skateboard, but that's <laughs> yeah. something I can get behind. Yeah, that sounds exactly. cool. That's something cool that you know. Something I mean, to help. I don't know. That's a yeah. little bit, a uh, little bit out of left field on it. And no, uh, I totally get you. But I just didn't. I just don't. I don't know, man. I I guess I'm still waiting to see the hype. You know, like anytime there's like some hype around somebody, I'm like, okay, give me some, give me some shit. Yeah, you know, like give me something to sink my teeth into. Oh, I'm sure there's people digging right now. Ever since he announced that he was gonna. Go for president. I'm sure there's someone back there looking for dirt and looking oh, yeah. for good. Like, there's always people like that. And bring the good. I mean, that's the thing is everybody is shitty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. who the candidate is. It's like, yeah, okay, there's going to be shitty aspects oh, of it because sure. everybody gets hungry. Yeah, you get hungry true. and you get a little grouchy and you're going to be an asshole occasionally. Yeah. I mean, my wife says yeah. I'm an asshole. You know, <laughs> probably sixty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, same here. The forty percent sometimes makes up for it, but it doesn't really make up for it. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, check out Yang, dude. Yang. He he went on Joe Rogan's podcast not too oh, long right. ago. Yeah, but I I actually uh, I he has this thing universal basic income. Uh-huh. He's pushing everybody gets a thousand bucks a month. Oh. Kind of what he's pushing uh-huh. or the idea he's like proposing. Yeah, it's uh, he's calling it the freedom dividend. And while I don't necessarily know if universal basic income is the policy solution that will really push our country forward, I can definitely see the case he's making, and it's a very interesting, Mm. uh, a very interesting and compelling one. But yeah, Yeah. he went on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he also went on Sam Harris's podcast a while back, but he's kind of a, he's an interesting Democrat, and he's a a descendant of Taiwanese uh, immigrants. That's his parents. Wow. They met at like Pepperdine or some shit, <laughs> getting their doctorates yeah. from Taiwan. Wow. So they're immigrants, mm-hmm. which is cool. I always like kids of immigrants. Yeah. They're usually sure. uh, hardworking. And then they were both like genius immigrants. So it's like. It's usually the case. It's like, holy shit, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so literally they're the best. They come over here. 
Mm-hmm. They're still Taiwanese, but they marry and then they raise their kid as an American. That's like the American dream. Oh, it's for like, sure. Is to be able to basically provide your kid with the opportunities that you weren't available. Mm-hmm. And then to like smoke them occasionally, like yeah. backhand them so that they remember. <laughs> yeah. Like, bitch, I didn't have this growing right? up. You better exactly. straighten up and like do your math homework. Do you, you ever um, watch... Uh, I always forget the show's name every time. It's Aziz's show. It's on um, Netflix. Um, oh, damn. What is it called? Master of None. Yeah. You ever watch that? Uh, I watched maybe the first like six episodes. Dude, that's like my one of my favorite shows. And seeing... That's crazy. It's his actual parents. Yeah, on. that and is so, crazy. Like, like they're, they have that discussion at dinner ta- at the um, Chinese restaurant about their parents' lives and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, think about that. Oh, like, yeah. you know, what I all did... they had to do to oh, get yeah. there and... And Aziz is pointing out, like, they're spoiled. Like, they, you know, they have, they get mad because their Wi-Fi is not working or something. Mm-hmm. Their parents are like, y'all are idiots. Like, we <laughs> didn't have that. So y'all should chill out and wait for it to get here. Like, yeah. You know, like, he, that show is goofy, but, like, he makes a lot of good points. Oh, dude, he does. So many good points. He does make some, he, that's one of the things I think is so valuable about having, like, good comedic Mm-hmm. Um, criticism of a culture because a lot of the times the stuff that's the funniest yeah. is the stuff that's true yeah. and it's the stuff that needs to be realized and addressed and that's oh, yeah. how you like really progress as a society mm-hmm. you know is like laughing at yourself for the things that make you ridiculous oh for sure while fixing the things <laughs> that make you ridiculous <laughs> yeah. you know to a certain degree yeah I love that show such a good show yeah I'd like to watch it more man but uh, my TV time is very minimal and and most of the time I'm watching what my wife wants to watch yeah same so it's kind of like which I'm cool with you know she picks out some good shows yeah man we're at uh, let me check the time here we're at an hour 24 so um, damn one thing I really was wanting to talk to you about Mm -hmm. so I have this written down nobody is anybody in Amarillo but a nobody might be a somebody more so than you would think, mm-hmm. would guess. And so, uh, I don't know, are you the only Rolling Stones, like, photographer, published photographer in I Amarillo? I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> Hayden, that was one of the questions on the, uh, which I, I knew that you had shot for Hayden yeah. for the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was kind of cool, and then I went through your link in your Instagram, and it yeah. takes you to like Rolling Stones like yeah. page, you yeah. know, like so that was one of the things I was thinking was interesting is people might not like realize like oh damn, yeah yeah like, like the funniest part is like that I think about with that is like I was so hyped like because Hayden like messaged me we knew about it for like weeks it took forever for them to post it like we would message each other and be like still not up like and so uh, but like. During that, I kind of was just having this, this like, I would like lay in bed, and my parents like have no idea, like, like that I even really shoot photos. Like they don't, they don't, they don't have an Instagram. They don't, they rarely get on like Facebook. I don't even get on Facebook. Like, yeah, it's just like one of those things. Like my parents have no idea, like my goal or like when I told them about Rolling Stone, they're just like they were stoked, of course, but they were just kind of like for what, like. Why are you on there? Like, you know, like, I'm just like, I'm a photographer. Like, it's like, they, they don't like, they, it's not that they don't take it seriously. I guess like, they just don't like, so understand. Well, I it's like, like, it's like Jimi Hendrix was not Jimi Hendrix at his family's table. Yeah. He was like, 
little Jimmy, like yeah, you know, you're exactly. not, you're not yeah, a guitar like, god here. Yeah, so you're, it's one of those you need things, to pass like, the biscuits. My parents are both musicians, so they've met, they've known me for a musician my whole mm. life. So when I stopped, they were kind of just like, not disappointed. They're just like, huh, he's gonna go do something else. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. But yeah, when I told them about Rolling Stone, like. My parents were super hyped and whatnot. Like, I still need to print that thing out. I want to print it out and put it in my, like, print it out, frame it, and put it in my room. Because, like, it, it's silly, but it's just, like, one of those things, like... And the thing that made me laugh so hard about it was I shot... I sent them four photos, four, three photos. And they used the one that I, was, I like, didn't like the, the most. I was just, like, when I saw the front, I was just, like... Isn't it, it normally, <laughs> isn't it like, normally that though? Yeah. Like what you think is good about your work. Yeah. Typically is not what somebody else is going to say is good about your work. Yeah. Like I posted the rest of the photos on my story like afterwards and all these people, not all these people, but a few people like messaged me and were like, dude, I love these like blah, blah. And Rolling Stone didn't use those. Mm. They just used one. And I was just like... <laughs> I was like, maybe it's because I'm viewing it on my phone. I can only see one. I still didn't look at it on a computer. Uh, so I was like, I don't even, I need to look at it again. But all I could see was that one photo. But yeah, that was pretty surreal. Like, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it was so out of the blue that like, hey, asked me that. And who would have ever up. seen that coming? Like, yeah, I was just, I, I was mean, so stoked. That's what's so crazy is like, <laughs> even like Hayden didn't see that coming. Nobody saw that coming, you know. No one saw that kind yeah. of an opportunity like blooming out of something. Yeah, you know that they were just doing for fun. You know, especially that guy right now. That guy's skyrocketing. Yeah. I tell I tell him Lands every out, time I'm like I'm like, dude, you're gonna be on Ellen here pretty soon. <laughs> I guarantee it. Like he just posted recently, he's gonna he's getting interviewed. He's going on the podcast for the guy that does Tim and Eric. Oh really? Yeah, he yeah he's gonna be on that guy's uh, podcast. Like, damn. That's why I'm just like, dude, this is just crazy. Like, yeah. it's skyrocketing. But yeah, man, that guy, <laughs> that guy definitely always hits me up for photos, which is super cool. Cause, I mean, I've known Hayden for for a little while. Like, well, I don't even know honestly. If I put a number to it, I I'd say a couple years. That's what's years. funny about Amarillo. Is is like with like nobody is anybody in Amarillo. When you first meet somebody, you're just like, yeah. "Hey, how are you? Yeah. I don't know who the hell you are. I don't know what you're doing." You know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, when we, we first uh, shot those first photos on the camera, it was when I first got my camera. So I told them I was just like, "I don't know how these are gonna turn out. I'm still getting used to this camera because with that certain camera, everything is the opposite. So if you pan, if you're physically painting the camera left in the screen, it's painting right." Ooh, so like the whole time I would just be like ocean like yeah I was just like doing this trying to get it like comp like composed right and I was just like I don't know how this is gonna turn out and so I developed them at home and then a few of them turned out really good and he used them for his dripless record album so oh, I was just dope. like that's cool so he's yeah, giving me a lot of has that come out yet or is that that's in pre-order um, it comes out in June I think. so did you or you shot like the that. picture that's it's not the for, cover. It's for the press, like, release kind of yeah. type stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's him, like, holding his guitar in that field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was the, I think, my first session I took that camera on. Really? Dope. Yeah, so it, it came out pretty cool. Some of the other ones, and then they weren't very, they were, like, blurry or something. Because, mm. like, dude, when you look at a focusing screen in there, it's, like, a circle, and the circle's split in half, right? So you think about it being a square, like, this big, 
and you see that's one circle with a little light in it kind of and you focus on their on their head and when this it's like a split screen so when okay say you see my hand and my fingers are split and they're not lined up perfectly when you focus you focus until they're one like it's uh, they're one piece and then that means your photos in focus it's super it's super hard damn. to get like to nail it every time and especially with the camera i just got oh my god it took me forever to get to it because like the focusing is like the screen is super dim so like you can barely see it so like sometimes i'll have days where like i just fucking like nail it like first try and then i'll have like Times where I have to tell the person I'm shooting, like, give me a second, and then I'll I'll shoot it. But like, mm. it's just one of those things. It's 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 hard for sure. So sometimes. okay, now now give me some perspective. Like we're talking Amarillo, two hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a picture taken. Mm -hmm. Is he using like the camera you got right now? Like, uh, what, what's it? Because he he has to go underneath a sheet and like oh stand that, still, like, don't fucking dude, move. Like we're gonna I, I expose this and you know. I want to get into larger format for sure. To where like eight by ten is eight by ten and four by five is really the only time you need a sheet over your head. Mm. But yeah, like four by five cameras. Um, one of my favorite photographers ever is uh, Jason Lee. Uh, do you know who Jason Lee is? Not he's off the a top of my head. Pro professional uh, skateboarder. Uh, he's the uh, co-founder of Stereo Skateboards. Oh, okay. Um, he actually lives in Denton now. Oh, no yeah. shit. Yeah, he's super close. And uh, he uh, specializes in larger format. Mm. But also, he has a 35 Leica camera that he carries around just, you know, to travel with and whatnot. But, yeah, 4x5s are crazy because, like, when you're composing under the sheet or whatever you're, you know that's above your head you know you see what you're focusing on but also the image is upside down ah, so you gotta fuck. you gotta like you get it makes you slow down and take your time that's that's one thing that all film photographers say and you don't know it until you do it and it's that's one thing that like i really love about shooting film is that it makes me like take my time on what stock i want to use where i want to go who mm. i want to use what project i want to do like it just makes you take your time. Like I said, the the focusing screen's dim, so like you gotta take your time focusing. Make mm. sure you nail it. Otherwise, you wasted some money or right. that one shot. Wasted like, time because you only get money. ten shots per per shoot or per roll. So like, oh. yeah, only ten shots. So like, if you think you blew it on five of those shots, you gotta put in another roll and shoot ten more. You know what I mean? So. That's one thing why one reason why I don't charge some people that when you've got you've got to be like pretty like to say I blew those five shots yeah and I, we're gonna stay here yeah and I'm gonna shoot and because you might have had your second take exactly if you hit it it right mm -hmm. then you can move on yeah and you exactly. can get a whole big variety of of uh, stock photos to choose from yeah exactly Dang, some, that's crazy I some people about that. some uh, photographers I follow like uh, Rosie Matheson she's so good man she's a british photographer um she she uses for personal projects like three rolls and then for professional like clientele like pay for hire or whatever she uses about 15 and that's that's a lot of money that's mm. a 15 20 rolls like i could not cool. even imagine shooting that many rolls like that gives me an anxiety attack thinking about that mm. just because like i always use one roll per person unless they're paying for it like Recently, I did a shoot uh, with a, a 
not very well-known rapper, which is crazy because his music's really good. Um, Who's that? His it goes by, he goes by Black Sheep. Okay. Um, I recently posted those and we did a shoot and wait was that in like an alley? Um, or... yeah, where it's like where he's like pointing at my camera. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was that shoot and um, that was a great shoot. The, all the photos pretty much turned out great, but like I only used two rolls for that shoot. And like I, t- you know, I always tell people if I, if I'm feeling it too and I'm having fun, you know, I'll throw in another roll. Like I don't care. Like you, it's my time too, you know. Mm-hmm. So if they're down, I'm down. Like we'll shoot as many rolls as we as we want. But um, cause I I eBay thanks to eBay I stockpile. I have a mini fridge because you gotta you gotta to make your film last. You gotta keep them in a fridge. Mm-hmm. So like I my dad gave me a mini fridge uh, that he's had since I was a baby and so i was like yeah i'll take it and it's filled with film like probably ridiculous amount of film but i mean you never know what you're gonna come across i don't want i don't want someone to be like i need you to shoot like 50 photos of this and me being like can't do it give me give me a couple days to to order it in like but that's i mean it is what it is but it's it's so cool man i've i'm definitely super appreciative of like where it's taking me like with like the Rolling Stone thing, like yeah, you could have shot that digitally, but like it just met, met or it just like means so much more that like something that I I just got into and I'm progressing in like now nowadays like I definitely want to start charging people like just because I know what what to do how to do it I'm more confident like I've been developing my own film for a, um, well, yeah about a year. So, like, now I'm ready to start charging people and yeah. doing that sort of thing because I know I'm not going to, like, blow it, you know? Yeah. So, it's 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 definitely here for Hell sure. Yeah. And I just got a new camera, too. So, you know, I'm always going to be switching, switching stuff out, but I'll always have a medium format mm-hmm. and a 35, but, but yeah, man, I, I've... I'm just I'm just starting for sure. Hell yeah. But I, I want to... I definitely want to get better... And shoot, shoot for more people, man. It's it's hard to find people. Well, it seems difficult too, in like a, a pretty saturated market. Mm-hmm. As far as like, oh yeah, not to say that a good photographer is a dime a dozen, mm-hmm. but a good photographer is a dime a dozen. Like, there's yeah. just a shit ton of people who are putting like, oh yeah, and not even, and, and it's not even like a, a degradation of the art. Maybe it's mm-hmm. an elevation of the art. It's just a lot of people. Yeah, that's uh, insane. It's like if uh, sometimes I'll like peruse the the explore page on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I like a lot of guitar uh, videos pop up, oh, and yeah. you start to see. Holy shit, man! I will never, <laughs> I will never be. Oh yeah, like even like a tenth of a guitarist as like this twelve-year-old girl. Yeah, you know? dude. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's shit, like man. same with like I said with skateboarding. Everyone's a freaking robot now. Mm. Everyone can do this and this and this. And it's just like, uh, it's, it's crazy. But that's another thing I like about film is everyone has their own style. Mm. You know, there's people that you know if you go down uh, explore page on like looking at film stuff. There's going to be tons of people shooting, you know, old school cars or like uh, houses, you know, nobody's not going to not shoot that because it's something they've, that they've gained influence from, you know, like if I see an old school car and there's daylight and I have free time, like I'm going to go get my camera and I'm going to go shoot it if I don't have it already. Like, right. It's just one of those things like 
the film community is so like tight like it everyone supports each other people will send messages about like what chemicals you're using mm -hmm. like what times you're using you know if you're pushing your film to a different speed like all sorts of stuff and people will be like oh for sure like I'm doing this 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 and then as far as digital people are so snobby like whenever I would ask somebody or do something that's why I always relied on YouTube and like Google is because you know if you do your own research you're just gonna gain that much more mm. but if you're asking somebody people will think you're stepping on their toes you know they don't want to tell you what preset they're using or that and whatnot and that's another thing I absolutely love about film is I'm not glued to my computer for five hours oh, editing shit, photos man, I couldn't imagine yeah. like, just this little bit I have to do for the podcast yeah. like, gosh shoot me in the yeah. face yeah exactly <laughs> like I can just develop my role dry it scan it and I'm done yeah because like, I don't really do any editing on any of my stuff except for like if there's like too much black I'll just take a little bit away and then I'm done mm. like that's it takes Dude, minutes yeah that's crazy man it, it definitely seems like it's a uh well, you know, sometimes you say you you use a term like lost art, but it's mm -hmm. not really lost. Like you were saying, it's probably more resources yeah. today than there oh, have yeah. ever been yeah, about sure. that form of art, you know? Yeah, and I actually, there was an antique show recently at the Civic Center not too long ago, and I was just walking around after work, and there was a guy that had prints, and you can tell his film prints, and I asked him, and... He was like, dude, you're the one person out of probably like 500 people that walked through past me that has said one thing about my art. And I was just like, that's shitty. Like, it's terrible. Like, people need to, you know, people are taking it for granted, I guess, so to speak, in a way. Um, but, yeah, I was just, I was so bummed when he said that. But at the same time, I was pretty hyped because uh, we were just talking about cameras. And mm. we even, like, walked around together trying to find cameras. Like, it was just super cool, man. They're People don't understand that film not only, like, comes out better, in my opinion, but, like, the sensors of these things. Like, when you shoot a 4x5, like, it's four, literally 4x5. Four That's how big your sensor is. When you shoot a digital camera, your sensor is, like, oh. like a freaking, like, I don't even know an eraser, like a square Super eraser. Small. You know what I mean? It's tiny, but medium format, your negatives are, like, about your palm you know mm. basically so that's your whole sensor that's why it looks so good that's why it's different oh, that's why it's different man. from film and people don't realize that yeah you know like yeah you can shoot 35 and 35 sensors are about the same as digital ones almost maybe the digital is a little bit bigger but like i don't know people are missing out that's for sure I've, i haven't met anybody yet that shoots film besides uh justin and eric and then uh um, I'm recently I've been taking Taylor from uh, Evocation we went shooting because she mm. wants to get into it too oh that's cool so but like and people don't realize you can develop at home like that's a lost art for sure like mm. uh, dark rooms like I wish um, she told me Taylor told me recently that there's a dark room here mm. at AC that oh, nobody's okay. really using oh, so yeah. I was gonna I say, go over there. my mom did film in high school. She remembers, she like has told me, and yeah. she said she really enjoyed it. And she oh, was yeah. like, Yeah, it was a class, like you took photography, mm -hmm. but it was like almost like a, I wouldn't say like a nerd class, but it's one of those classes that it's like basically, yeah. you're committing a large amount of time. Oh, yeah. Like for beyond sure. class because you're gonna have to, and they had to, I'm sure, reserve darkroom space mm -hmm. and reserve hanging space and all that kind yeah. of shit. You know, it was like a, 
an organization. To oh, it, for you sure. Know? You know, like when you, whenever uh, I charge some people to shoot photos, I, I feel bad about it. And then I get into the chemistry and then get into the time, the drying, making sure, checking on every couple minutes, make sure there's not streaks on it. Like, then I realize like I do put in a lot of time to this. So it's not, cause I'll feel bad charging people. And then I do that and I go to bed. Cause sometimes it'll be like super quick process. Sometimes the scanner is not working right. You know, you're, uh, the scanner that I'm using has been having a lot of problems lately and like lines will be across it to where like it's, it's ruining the shot. So you got, it's having like some software issues for sure. A bunch of people right now are like going away from this certain model that I have. So it's just one of those things like sometimes it'll be so quick and then sometimes it'll, it'll suck. Mm. But I mean, like I recently had a, a message uh, from a old friend that used to live here. He lives in New York and he, he shoots film too, but he didn't know you can develop your own film. And I was just like, you live in New York like I was just mind blown because there's so many photographers that are in New York that you know are amazing and you know develop their own film because they because if you develop your own you're not only relying on yourself you're you're you know if you send it off to a lab mm -hmm. they could there could be a guy that hates his job there and just like you know list be listening to some some stupid music or listening to something dumb and he ruining your the chemistry and then your shots are done mm. and that could be a client that could be mm. nike or puma or you know somebody important and that person has ruined it but usually they don't hire people like that i've heard of, about insides of uh of big labs where like they make sure that they have a passion for it but it's just like one of those things like I love to know that if it's ruined, it's ruined because of mm. me. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no one else you get mad at. Exactly. And it's it's so cheap too. Like, well, it's not super cheap, but it's it's cheap enough. And you get like almost like fit, uh, about like 20, 25 rolls out of like a kit itself. But I mean, it's, it's worth it for sure. And like I took uh, all my chemicals and stuff to Justin's house. A few months back um, to show him how to do it and they were just like mind-blown because they didn't they didn't know you could do that without you know the dark room red mm -hmm. light thing like they have tanks where like I could do go develop film like over there on the desk real quick like it, you can do it in daylight now like it's mm. crazy don't the only thing people the only thing you need to do is buy a changing bag and a changing bag it has two armholes and you just push it up and then it has two layers of zippers and you blindly like take the film out and then put on a reel and then put it in a tank. Once it's in the tank, you're you're in daylight free. You know you can. I do, I do it in the bathroom, mm. but lately it's been our bathroom's so small that like I've been spilling a bunch of chemicals and it looks <laughs> it looks like I've been slitting my wrist in yeah. that bathroom oh, no. because it's there's a Blix chemical and it like it just it, it stains real bad and it's red. Mm. And I showed. Uh, Caitlin, the girl I recently shot, uh, I was like, dude, it looks like I've just been like, just slitting my wrist yeah. in the bathroom. And she is, because there's just like drips of red everywhere. And I was just like, looks pretty terrible. I'm going to have to paint that before I move. But it's, it's just, I don't know, man. I wish, I wish people would shoot more film, but like, I totally understand at the same time about digital being fast. Oh and yeah. All that kind of stuff, you know, in like, even Super 8, people are sh sh uh, still shooting Super 8 or like, eight millimeter film 60 millimeter film like that's another reason i like parker hill so much is because 
um, she uses digital, but she also mixes like Super 8 with digital shots, and then that homing in uh, short film was shot on film. Oh, dope. Like, people, uh, Good Country for Old Men was shot on mm. film. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah. I did it, hear that. Like, some of the best movies, man, in the world are shot on film. And you can tell by the color, really. I mean, not really by the color, but like, if you're into color, colors and tones and stuff, like, you can definitely notice. Mm. Or like, the grain in the movie. Mm. But like, uh, Jason Lee talks about that stuff all the time and I actually got to meet him which was super cool I actually kind of think I know how you would know him um, he is the Earl on My Name is Earl oh yeah, yeah the mustache guy oh, I know yeah. him he was awesome <laughs> yeah. so he was the magician magi- <laughs> the musician right yeah. he was a rapper no, no, he's or, not the rapper. He's d- didn't he? He did something like uh, with. It's been a while. With most debt, most most def. I can't remember. I don't like think... before before he went off to be an actor. Uh, I don't know. He Maybe might've. that might be he that did. might be a. I remember watching. What was that? Like a skate video, maybe. Oh, it might have been. Him and then. he was like in the skate video. But then he was like leaving to become an actor, and it, you know, oh. like it was kind of a different narrative. Maybe it, it might was him. be. I think it was him. I can't remember. Okay, that makes sense. It probably was. That was a pretty big yeah. digression. I'm not sure if even was true, but <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the guy. Um, he he uh he moved to Denton not too long ago. He he didn't want the Hollywood life. Maybe for I his heard kids this, like dude. That. I think I've heard this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. super cool. I got to meet. Uh, he actually made a book i don't think it's available anymore but it's called a plain view and uh yeah he shot he took a texas trip by himself pretty much the whole time of like he the front cover is amarillo actually it's it's off of highway 287 somewhere i think and it's just a picture of a um an abandoned like house pretty much uh but it's so sick like he took pictures of the cowboy canyon like Mm. Just everywhere with his four by five or eight by ten, like he just you know would post up, and he shot um, a photo of a car downtown, and it's still there, still in the parking spot. This car never moves, and I've always wanted to buy it. I've always wanted to leave a note on the window and be like, "Hey, like if you're ever interested, like I don't know if it doesn't work or not, yeah. but like it literally is there day and night every day, and it's right next to my work." Like, That's like Amarillo art, though. Yeah. Amarillo art is just something mm-hmm. has been there, and you you wonder how long it will be there. Yeah. Like that's like the... now it's like a historic mark, pretty much. <laughs> like I wanna I wanna meet the owner of it and just yeah. be like, why? It's a nice car. It's an old <laughs> car. I don't even remember what it is really, but um, oh why? why? I was just like <laughs> I wanted to. I like told Jason I was like oh, you need to come shoot, shoot it at night. Pretty much, because I'll send him messages every now and again about film, and um, I, I, like, took my camera out at night, because sometimes I'll get off, like, before the time change, and it'll be dark at mm. five, so I was just like, I don't have any time to shoot, so I started shooting at night a lot, mm. and I went over to that spot, and I shot it, and I sent it to him, and he was just blown away that that car was even there, and I told him, I was like, it never moves, man, like, <laughs> it's just glued to the ground, yeah, like, so but funny. I actually did shoot it, and this is it at night. Oh, it's at that building and it has a giant wall yeah but you can have that i brought that as a gift thank you very much yeah, for sure, it's man. going on the wall for this sure. is one of the thing one of the questions i don't know if we're gonna get to it let's see where was it so part of your style i felt like 
to me, it's like a common building in Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Pretty but, much. But like what people don't, people, when you're living in it, mm-hmm. you don't realize that it is iconic. Yeah. You yeah, don't realize exactly. that like right now, the Amarillo that we walk around in and we just blow off is mm-hmm. like an iconic. Oh, yeah. Um, an iconic version of Amarillo that will never exist again. Yeah. Except in film. Exactly. I Whenever I got to shoot the Herring Bank, that that place is crazy. I don't know if you ever toured it, but they do tours every other season or something like that, and it's it's insane, dude. Like, 14 floors of just, like, asbestos and just, like, like, just... I don't even know how to explain it. It's just abandoned. Like... And I took my camera in there and I shot a few rolls in there and it was just like, I'll probably never be in this building. Something could happen to it. Maybe someone will use it, which would be really cool. But like, the old herring bank. It's on um, third. Are they are they gonna turn it into a? I have no idea. That thing. Third and what? What is? I think it's third. I can't remember. It's like between uh, in the middle of Buchanan, I think, and Fillmore. Yeah, yeah, it's right in between, like, there's, like, the police station, uh-huh. and okay, then it's, yeah, like, yeah, diagonal yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of homeless people next to it all the time. It's, like, one of the tallest buildings inside the Chase building, uh-huh. but it's, uh, they do tours in there, and if you type in Herring Bank uh, on Facebook, you can uh, message this lady. She does the tours for it, but if you do it, I highly recommend that you wear a mask, because really? Gross. I literally could not breathe. I have asthma. Um, I could not breathe right for weeks after I, I got out of there. Like, it's just, I don't, there was a level she said had asbestos that we got to tour, but it was just like, one of those things, man, I just wanted to die. Cause yeah. I, I just like, I couldn't breathe anything that triggers my asthma, like my asthma just skyrockets. Yeah. So like, I always carry an emergency inhaler, but if you tour that thing, Please oh, take yeah, a mask. Man. I've been so I was <laughs> I was down in town for a little while, mm-hmm. um, and one of the perks to being a firefighter is you get to walk through like yeah places that I'm sure you know, that's so. so cool. I walk, I've walked through a lot of those abandoned buildings down there, and it is like it's so interesting. This uh, you know you're in the middle of a town that is mm-hmm. occupied. That, yeah. But now you might be standing in a spot that nobody has walked through in 10 years. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. crazy. Like right in the middle of town, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's super cool. They're like next to Six Car, they're uh, uh, renovating that giant yeah, yeah, building yeah. too. It's uh, supposed what, to be a hotel, I think. What is that one called? I, I can't, can't remember. remember. Yeah. They, they've like, it's so frustrating too because they make progress on buildings like that down there and then somebody will break in and like steal all the car off or yeah. do some jack, jackass shit. Yeah. You know? It's so expensive to re- restore those buildings. Yeah. I don't know how people have been getting in that building, but people have been spray painting like at the top of the, you know, 20th floor or whatever. It's just like, I don't understand how people are getting in there, but people have been doing it for a while, so I wouldn't be surprised if here lately someone steals something from there. Yeah, if there's a will, there is a way. Oh, for sure. Especially abandoned building hopping. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go shoot at Garvey not too long ago. Have you ever been in that building? That grain no, building or whatever? I you know... I don't think I've ever been in it. That place, no. I'm surprised I didn't fall through like a, a soft spot. I went to the very top. So you go to the very top and you cross a sketchy bridge and then it goes to another building and it takes you higher. And me and a few buddies a few years back went and it was so sketchy. I was so scared. Not only am I afraid of heights, but like, dude, like you'd walk and there'd be like squares of just 
holes. Like you would just fall forever. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's, it's, it's condemned for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like now, so, I, I don't think you could even like get on the first floor. I think they put like a alarm system. In yeah, it they because someone recently passed away a yeah. couple years back, and so it's just you know it's probably for the best they did that, mm. but it's just like man, kind of ruined it. You know, for all of us, not in a bad way. I mean, that's not terrible, but. You know what I mean? Like, the first floor would be cool to, like, shoot at because mm-hmm. there's just all these broken windows and all this natural light. But it's just, I don't know. It's just super cool. I wish we could go shooting there, but I doubt it. Maybe if you asked a cop, be like, you can watch it, watch me or something. Yeah, like, you, maybe, maybe like, maybe if you could get with the city and get, like, a special, like, a, like, a, I like want to document this building yeah, like, for that'd historical be cool. purposes, you know? Like, like cool. almost like a present-day archaeologist. Mm-hmm. You know? That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. I've been enjoying shooting a bunch of old stuff out here. But I definitely want to keep going more into portraiture. I want to shoot for a brand so bad. I've shot for a couple small brands like Lower Park uh, Hats. I don't know if you've ever seen their hats mm-hmm. before. Yeah, look look them up or I'll send them to you. They have some really dope hats. I've seen some people here wear them. Mm. Like, but they're super cool. And um, there's a guy that did like gravy apparel. But... Whenever I shot those, I did. I was still shooting digital. Mm. But like, I've been meaning to contact them and just be like, "Hey, you got some some different stuff going on." So, but I don't know. I wish I could find more jobs here to where I could do freelance. Because mm. that's all I think about at work. Anytime I'm like cooking or anything, I'm just like, "Oh man, like, what is it gonna take like to do to to have that one step, you know, to where I can just do this the rest of my life." But some people don't get to do that, which, I mean, maybe it's just not meant to be. But that doesn't mean to just stop, you know? Yeah. So it's I'm tough, definitely going to keep doing it. It's one of those things I've heard it uh, described recently as a uh, passion project. Mm-hmm. You've got to be willing to do something oh, yeah. and not get paid for it for a while oh, yeah. to get good enough to where you're good yeah. enough to where you have to be paid. Like, yeah, exactly. Look, if, I'm ba- I want to fit you in mm-hmm. to my schedule. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to pay to get yeah. in because my shit's my shit's packed. Yeah, you know? like that's. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the dream. That's yeah, the dream. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, and then that's also one of the things that's interesting is like having the the money, like the the money to invest. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. Because you got. I mean, it's it's an investment. And everything like building a brand. Is an yeah. investment. You have to be be willing to uh, to possibly lose. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like exactly. I would just love to have like clientele to where like I go home or look on my phone and have like all these messages. Be like, hey, I need this done or this done. You know, like. But it's also like one of those things that gets lost in it. Like you said, a saturated market because there's so many freaking photographers here. It's insane. Like. There's times where I'll be like, oh, I never heard of so-and-so. And then I'll look at their work and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Like, it's definitely saturated. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean stop. Well, you know and everybody's I mean? like, doing something different. Exactly. Like, that's the thing is, you know, yeah. what you've got to realize is that your eye mm-hmm. is is different than somebody else's eye. Like, exactly. you almost have to redefine best, mm-hmm. like the term best. Because yeah. the... In, in order to be the best at something, you have to be different than everybody else. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of an interesting, weird, weird, uh, you know, and it's kind of one of those things too, like, um, so, okay, here, let's jump into, we got to wrap this thing up. 
and I got a couple of questions. Okay, go I got I got to ask you, and this this kind of like uh, goes into the same line. So, first question is going to be um, most iconic person you could have photo- uh, photographed and had a conversation with. Ooh, like dead or alive? I think it, they weren't very specific in that. That was an Instagram um, question, and so oh. it, I'm going to go ahead and say dead or alive. Um. I can pick a dead and a alive person, I think. For sure, Amy Winehouse. Mm. That girl had, like, the best style ever. She's modern, but also, like, 1950s. Oh, I'm, yeah. I wish I was born in the 1950s. Like, that's, like, the era I love. But, um, definitely Amy Winehouse, if dead. And then, uh, oh, if dead, if that makes sense. Um, and then alive? Oh, man. Probably Anderson Pack right now. Oh, nice. That's that's my dude. I'm yeah, like, he's dropping some beach. Dropping yeah, some shit. he just dropped a second album, or he's about to drop a second album in April, and he just dropped another album like a few months back. I saw him in Denver not too long ago. That guy's shows are insane. Mm. Um, that's my number one right there. Like, I wanted to shoot a photo of him so bad. Um, I saw I, that Mitt Jenkins shot that you. Yeah, had. I shot that. That was that was too, super surreal. Like, I thought that was dope. But I, I messaged his management and stuff to see if, like, if he ever needs anything, like, I'll even do the first one free. Like, I don't care. Like, fly me out, drive me out, I don't care. Like, as long as you get me there, like, I'll do it for free. But, like, um, I took my camera, 35 millimeter to Anderson Pack, and uh, I forgot Denver has had a lot of shootings in the past year. So, like, I walk up and I, I put, I flip my camera around. Because usually people, you know, pat in front of you and look at the front they don't spin you around so i like just like hung it on from the back so my camera's hanging on my back and so i was just like oh this be cake and then i see metal detectors and i was just like oh man I, and my camera's all metal so mm. i had to take it out put it in there and i had to explain to them like that it's film you know it's an, i was just like it's not a big deal like blah blah and i got it confiscated but they oh. gave they thankfully gave it back i was like it's so stupid I was hoping to get a photo of him, but definitely... Well, see, this is one thing that I think really has got to change in our society. ASAP. Yeah. Put your fucking phone down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's somebody dude. that is doing a better job <laughs> than you. Yeah. Put your phone down. You don't need to record the noise. Yeah. Somebody better than you is recording the noise. <laughs> your phone, the, it just put it down. Like, yeah, I even yeah. hate whenever I see these uh, uh, Samsung commercials and different mm-hmm. stuff, and they're like... Look at how badass we're making this yeah. phone. It's like, no, yeah. no. Take exactly. the phones away from the dumb people. Don't make them easier <laughs> exactly, for the dumb man. people. And that's what I told them, too. I was just like, because I read all their... Before I go to a show, if I want to shoot that person, I'm going to take a camera. But I, then again, I always read their policies because some people just flat out don't allow them. And I told her, I was just like... It was a guy and a girl, and I was like, your policies, policy says I can have a camera as long as there's no flash. And I was like, this camera does not have a flash. I will take a picture of you right now. And they were not about it. They were mm. just like, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, that's not my fault. You need to update your policy. Like, that's not cool. And then when I'd see McJenkins, I brought the same camera with me, except um, I brought my buddy Devin, and Devin's handicapped. So he's, he, he's on a wheelchair, and so he has a little, like, a satchel or bag between his legs. 
or like hanging and so I was like put the camera in there they, they won't say anything to you you know and so he was, he was like all for it he's like alright and like put it in there and I had the camera the whole show and then we were leaving and then this girl was like uh, just sitting out there and I was just like what are you doing and she's just like I'm waiting for McJenkins and I was just like is he usually do they usually do that and he, she was like yeah every artist has to come out the exit and I was like alright so we waited with her good point yeah and so he, <laughs> he came out and he yeah, I was like can I get a portrait and he was just like oh for sure and he was like where do you want me and I like got to like pose him and I was just like I don't know if this is gonna come out because of how dark it is thankfully the lens I had was like a 1.7 aperture so it was like you can use it in dark mm-hmm. and uh so and I, as soon as I got home, I developed it and saw it, and I was just like, damn. Like, I got a negative of Mick Jenkins. Like, I thought that was so cool. That is dope, like, dude. I was super hyped on it, and then I even messaged him, too, like, about shooting for him, but, I mean, you're not always going to get a reply or yeah. a yes, so you got to roll with it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to think, dude, this, this dude's got probably 1,200 oh, new yeah. messages in his, exactly. you know, I mean, it's like... Uh, probably difficult to keep up with that. And mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, dude, don't keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's one thing that I would like also to spread. Yeah. Is like, hey, take some time to where you just have space yeah. in your life where you're not keeping up with stuff sometimes. Yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. it's, everybody needs that, you know, especially probably the more popular you get, the more mm-hmm. you need, like, hey, take some space, you yeah, know, and exactly. uh, recharge or whatever and shit. Yeah. But yeah, those yeah. are definitely some dope pictures, man. I, I'd enjoyed Thanks. when you posted those. I, I'm a pretty big Mick Jenkins fan. The yeah. Is dope. Nice. Oh yeah, man. That's it's dope. like his right is, uh, the song that got me hooked was P's and Q's. P's and Q's. I can't, I'm bad with Have you heard matching that? names. Well, it, and so songs. the whole song, he uses words with P's and Q's in them. Oh, I so think it's I like did hear super that heavy yeah. on P's and Q's, uh-huh. and he's uh, just use it's like I'm I'm kind of a little bit of a voc like even though it doesn't sound like it I'm a little bit of a vocabulary yeah. like nerd I really yeah, like that guy's vocabulary and his vocabulary is, is huge he's and that super song super is underrated so, yeah so like, well, see and I don't know what people are rated so since I'm now a thirty year old disconnected yeah. loser I mean I don't know you know like whenever. <laughs> Whenever, so it's like I'll find a guy like Mick Jenkins mm-hmm. or Spotify will give him to me. Yeah. You know? And I'll start listening to him and I'm like, I don't know if this dude's rated, yeah. if he's not rated, if he's underrated, if he's overrated, I have no clue, but yeah. he's fucking spitting some fire, you know? Yeah. So it's like the dude's crazy. His uh collaboration with Bad Bad Not Good is insane. He did a song called Drowning and then uh I forgot the other one. It, it, it's on Bad Bad Not Good's album. They're they're like a jazz jazz band, mm. but like instrumental. Ooh. And Mick Jenkins is featured on their album. But yeah, that that guy's insane. And in his new album, Pieces of a Man, like yeah. people like I feel like that album just like went over everyone's head. Oh yeah. Like nobody like liked it or is There's, talking there, about it. There are artists that when they release an album it's almost too early. Yeah, yeah, like the it's album just has, all about timing. Yeah, it has to age. Like, and I feel like that's with what Mick Jenkins, like, a lot of his albums. Well, I like I feel like that with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Like I go back to what got me hooked on Kendrick Lamar was um well before Good Kid Mad City was uh Section Eighty. Yeah, yeah. So you listen to that one and you're like, This was made a long time ago. Oh yeah. But I'm listening to it now and it's aged it's really so well. Good. So yeah. it, it's like one of those things like I think that there are artists that create like uh 
no offense to Cardi B or anything like that, but that's yeah. a very time sensitive sound. Yeah. Like it's like early two thousands. Like Ja Rule doesn't really work today <laughs> like he did yeah. in the early two thousands. Exactly. And I think it's the same thing with like Cardi B, but then you take a rapper like Mick Jenkins mm-hmm. or Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Or people that have big vocabularies and good beats. Yeah, so. yeah. Or like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole, like these guys. Their albums that they're making are going to be big at the time, but they're also going to age yeah. very well for the oh, genre. For sure. They'll be benchmarks for the genre, yeah. which is like without uh, a doubt pretty interesting and pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. and to a, to accomplish that as an artist is a huge like that's super yeah. cool. You know, the uh, another person also uh, that I would have loved to shoot that's dead now is uh, Mac Miller. Oh yeah, that would have been a great one. Like, there's a little video of like the photographer that shot the last photo of him. And uh, it's just like, you never, you literally never know. Like, I could shoot a photo of like, you know, a family member tonight, and then next day they're gone. You know, it's just like one of those things you don't, you don't think about it. And that's one thing I, I don't like, think about enough is like when you're shooting that cer- certain person, even if it's paid, like you always, of course, make sure it's good. But like, go that extra mile to where like it could be their, like, obituary photo. Or, like, you know, it could be yeah. that photo that, like, you know, this could be your uh, your friend's prime time or that person's prime time, and their kids or grandkids could be, look at that photo. Or, like, think mm. of your, that photo uh, being offered to be in a history book, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. that's insane. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, like... You gotta, you gotta see the scope of your work and mm-hmm. not define it as tomorrow. Yeah. But be defining it as 30 years from now. Yeah, exactly. So if if you see your scope, then you're not failing if you're mm-hmm. not being acknowledged right now. Yeah. Because your scope is 30 years, 100 years from now, right? Yeah. You can't necessarily like fox, fox tell your – is that a word term? Fox t- – I don't know. We'll go you can't it. box yourself <laughs> in, you know? Like you yeah. can't say, I'm a failure right now yeah. because nobody's paying attention. Yeah. It's like, bitch, nobody's exactly. paying attention through – People don't pay attention. Yeah, people <laughs> don't pay enough attention. That's that for funny. sure. Like I don't, I don't know, man. I can't. I, I don't, I don't know. It's photography is crazy. Anything's crazy. Any art's crazy. But like, I feel like I've had so many different things come into my life, like skating and music and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like I'm definitely probably not gonna let this one slide mm. for sure. But that doesn't mean I'm just going for pro. Like, there's photographers like Matt that just, you know, hang out with his family all day and then, you know, fly out to go do a wedding or fly out to go do this. And it's just, I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. I would love to buy a house in Amarillo and fly out for jobs. Like, that's a dream come true. Oh, yeah. but That's what Amarillo is built for, dude, is mm -hmm. traveling from here. You live here, it's cheap, it's nice, it's a great place to raise a family, it's a great place for relationships and friends. Exactly. Go work somewhere else. Who gives a shit? Exactly. But it's just one of those things where, like, I have a feeling I'm going to have to, like, move to not necessarily better a career, but, like, just to, like, uh, progress. Because, like, it's it's getting harder and harder, it seems like, every day to progress. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate, for sure, of, of Hayden for letting me shoot him for Rolling Stone. Like, that's definitely something that's going to be, you know, good on my, on my side, like, my portfolio. And then, like, having a photo of Beto, having a photo of McJenkins, like, just those little, little things, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know who I'm going to shoot next, that's for sure. Like, I could go to another Anderson Pack show and get a VIP ticket 
and I'll have my camera in my car and just be like, let me go get it. Well, if you want an opportunity at a large, diverse amount of people, Mm -hmm. stay in Amarillo. Yeah. Because how many people drive through this fucking place? Oh, for sure. You know, like, Like, there, it's it's ridiculous when you hear how many people come through Amarillo and the people that come through Amarillo. Mm -hmm. uh, It's. One thing I definitely regret is not shooting film whenever. I met Slug from Atmosphere. Oh, Jim. yeah. I met him in Amarillo really? by accident. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> oh, like the best day ever. That's I'll say cool. it real quick. But like uh, me and my buddy Luke were at Waffle House getting coffee. And I, it was when I had a, was really like on Twitter a lot. And he, and he typed like, good morning, Amarillo. And I was just like, no way. And so like, <laughs> I like just kind of ignored it. And then like uh, we went and got coffee. And then we went to go get uh, a record at Record Rack. On it used to be on Georgia and Thirty Fourth, mm-hmm. I think it's Thirty Fourth, where a Dollar Tree and Fish Pros are and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, okay. it used to be a record store tucked in the corner. It's called Record Rack, and uh, we went over there and there's, there was all there's always nobody there, oh, just the owner and that's it. And we're just rifling through records, and then the door rang, and the, I took a minute to look up, and then uh, it was him and another guy, and I was like holy shit like, i was like freaking out and uh luke doesn't care he doesn't care about rap really or anything he's just like who is slug who is atmosphere oh man i was just like why are we friends man like i was so disappointed and i i like talked to him and he signed the back of my shirt but like that's one photo that got oh, away damn for sure like so it sucks like that's one reason i carry my camera Every day, anywhere I go, I'll either have my backpack. You never or, know when the opportunity exactly. is going to present itself. Yeah, exactly. Like anybody, like you said, comes through Amarillo. It's mm. it's insane how many people stop here and you know don't think of it as anything, and they just walk around the mall or something. And it's so small that somebody could will be like, "Hey, so and so's over." That's here. the like, thing, man. Is nobody's anybody yeah. in Amarillo though? Exactly. You walk through Amarillo. If you're a semi-famous person, no one's yeah. gonna give a shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be like, exactly. oh, yeah. Like Jason Lee shot that photo of the car in the daylight. Like, it just blows my mind. He set up his whole four by five, or you know, just. That thing, like, is a giant tripod. Somebody probably drove by and was like, like, look at that nerd. Yeah, he had to get under the blanket, <laughs> and there, and he's just shooting. And it's just oh, like... so funny. I could have just driven by him, you know, like, something. Like, people just don't realize how iconic Amarillo is. There's film photographers from freaking, on the other side of the country, that want to shoot Texas because of how Dude, I saw that like, the, in the Museum of Modern Art. I can't remember. It might have been Aaron. Mm-hmm. Somebody was telling me. Somebody, I had a guest on, and uh-huh. they were like, right now, there is a film, maybe it was Hayden told me, I can't remember. Somebody had a film, like, uh, big presentation or whatever, I don't know, what do you call those, show. Yeah. And it was in the Museum of Modern Art in New York City, and oh, all wow. of the pictures were from Amarillo. Oh, really? So it was just like, wow. cracked me up, because I'm sitting Dang. there thinking like, all these like, New York nerds, all these like art people, you know, <laughs> they're like walking through, but they're looking at Amarillo, yeah, in these film, you know, in these pictures, and yeah. it's it just like it was like one of those things that was almost a little bit too meta for me to like mm-hmm. focus on too long because it was like, what, yeah, what is this world, you know, yeah, because exactly. there's so many people here that are thinking. Man, I'm just I just dream of New York. If I yeah, was there, exactly. I'd make it. If I if I could be in LA, I would make it. If I could yeah. be in this, if I could be in Austin, I'd make it there. Mm-hmm. 
But then you like then you look at a guy like Hayden mm-hmm. who blows up exactly. in Amarillo. Exactly. You know, it's like no, bitch, do it here. Yeah. Like was, I'm always like, you go on tour, I'm coming with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Dude. I, I want to just be there. I'll do your photos. I'll be your your groupie. I don't even care. Yeah. I was just like, let's hang out. <laughs> like, I recently told him that because of the Tim and Eric thing, and I was just like, you're gonna go on Ellen. Just wait. I was like, everyone goes on Ellen. That's yeah, a little bit of somebody, you know. Yeah, and that, that's the one spark. She's she's the flame. He's already like he's already lighting his little f- fuse. You know, he, she's not just Ellen, of course, but like just that one opportunity. Like the Tim guy, like he could be Hayden's mm. like next step, and then next, that's it. Yeah, and his music could be even bigger than what it already is. Or you know, you could it's also... definitely underrated. Oh, for sure. Well, and like even hit. I've seen him perform now maybe three times mm-hmm. and his performances are very dynamic granted yeah. it's just him sitting in a chair yeah but what i like about it is it's kind of the same thing as a, a film picture yeah it is a one-off exactly. it will never happen again yeah the song you just heard him jam or the the rendition that he played time. it's going to be different every time yeah. that's like part of the cool aspect of it is it's a yeah. one-off like for sure so seeing seeing him live or having like uh that's like part of the layers of mm-hmm. art like yeah. the layers of art make art more important more yeah. relative or, or more even even possibly more pretty yeah exactly you know? it's kind of crazy yeah if it it's just different every time like that's another thing about film that i like so much is you can buy different stocks to where you know they have like cool red lights or like a red streak through it or something you know cool like lamography film but like you know it's different every time mm-hmm. you, you could look at you could take a photo of this and like be like oh yeah but you can't be like the red line's gonna be right there no it's not it could be this way that way or part of the randomness like, of it is part of the beauty of exactly it. like, it's all it lines up one of my favorite things to shoot is expired film because mm. and i and uh it just it just looks sometimes it just looks better like a lot of my photos are on expired film and it's just one of my favorite things to shoot because it's, a, it's an experiment. Mm. But, like, it's not so much as, like, if if someone paid me to shoot, I'm not going to shoot it unless they want that style. Like, I always tell people, do you want it, like, normal or do you want, like, grain and, like, dark or, mm. you know, because then I'll shoot expired film. But if you want normal photo-ish stuff, then I'll shoot portrait, which is, like, the normality of, mm. of what you shoot because it's like fine grain and like the skin tones are like spot on damn that's another thing i love about film i can say that all all day long but like is uh skin tones like digital sometimes man they look like they just pulled the body out of a lake it's all like veiny and gray it just like just looks terrible sometimes not all the time but sometimes if you i guess know how to edit or know what you're doing or how to place the subject in light mm-hmm. But, like, some of the photos I see are just, like, ugh. Not, I don't want to say terrible and be mean to people, but it's just, like, not very good. Well, it's one of those things that you really realize that the human body is actually a pretty ugly thing. <laughs> you right, know, like, yeah, right? Do I really look dead? Well, like, like, pretty much it's, like... It's like when you really get to like looking at people, it's like, man, almost everybody looks like shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Except for like the exactly. few people that are just like beautiful, gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. you're like looking at them, and you're like, that might be a robot. Right. That might not even be a real person. <laughs> they, they might be dicking with us. You know exactly. Like something. All right, dude. Now we're at two eighteen, so we really got to finish this thing up. So, 
You already hit your plugs. Let's see, evocation. Don't download the eBay app. Um, you got okay. Where where are we now? Is your Instagram handle yeah, underscore? Where are we now? Underscore underscore. Um, email is Jared S Photo eight zero six at gmail.com. Um, but yeah. People can contact you through yeah. Instagram, like right? yeah, that's like yeah, pretty exactly. good, pretty quick. Yeah, and also I have an email tab on my page, so either or I'll oh, yeah. see it. But if you need anything, yeah, if you know. need some some film photography, man, because I, yeah. I definitely think that there is going to be like a, a there is a there is currently a resurgence in craft. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and I think. Uh, you know, I bet there's a lot of people who are gonna have questions for you too. Like just, yeah, just gonna me, have like whatever some, a question. Want. Like, hey, what about this? With yeah, them? it's like shit, man. I've I've had a question recently. Oh, it's the guy from New York that didn't know about developing, and I was just like, I've had that question so many times that I was like, maybe I should do like a live feed of like on Instagram of how like my developing process. Yeah, definitely. But it would be so boring because it's just like running water, running chemicals, and it's just dead silent. Like. Cause I use that time to think and oh, to like, yeah. you know, just chill. It's really therapeutic, honestly. But like, maybe I'll do it just once, just to see how everything. That's goes. how I found Brittany. Really? Yeah, Brittany. Uh, she was doing a, a watercolor demonstration for oh. one of her friends. Nice. So she went Instagram live, mm -hmm. and then uh, Wilson Lemieux from Lemieux Company. Uh -huh. I was following was following him on Instagram, and he went live mm -hmm. with her. So oh. I guess you can like ask to be yeah. in the feed or whatever. Yeah. So I saw, like so I clicked on it and it was her like, you know, and I was like, damn, you know, watercoloring. Mm -hmm. it, I like watching water, oh, yeah. the water, like the paint going on and yeah. like how it like kind Tries of and how it like spots. runs across the yeah. the paper in weird ass ways. Oh and, yeah. You know, she was just demonstrating technique. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cool to see anyway that like that's. You know, uh, and she had, I think she actually said that she thought it was going to be like a boring ass thing. Like, yeah. she was like, I was just doing it for a friend. Mm -hmm. I had her on the podcast a while back. Yeah. She was a few guests I'm pretty back. sure I've listened to that episode. Yeah. She, it was, it was cool because that's what she was saying. She was like, I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. that anybody gave a, you know, cared to like yeah. see it. But, exactly. but then I see it. I have no interest. Well, I maybe not no interest in watercoloring. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really, it's not like I'm a hobbyist. But, yeah. But seeing it, is, like was like yeah. wow that's interesting like it's cool just to see oh, yeah, see somebody dude. do something that you're not used to seeing you know? yeah exactly like I've been really wanting to see if like not teach but like because I, I only know one one chemical process right now but like if I get like I think like three more or two more different ones because there's a different chemistry for black and white and there's a different chemistry for like e6 films mm. which is like color reverse ne uh, negatives so mm. like instead of the oh. negative being like brown and like nothing there until you scan it uh color, color reversal is like you see the actual color and like put it to light and you see the actual oh. image as it is like it's super cool but that's what that guy's uh film is that uh he left in the camera oh. is color reversal so All right. i've never done the chemistry for it but surely it's not as hard as what c41 is which is what i do now yeah so oh yeah and like if you need roles developed like Oh, yeah. Hit me up, and like I'm developing a Kinsey's uh, grandpa that passed away. Uh, he left a whole bag of film, and like oh, no so shit. I've been I've been developing over time. And the first role I developed was a uh, Kinsey's birthday. She oh. she was a little kid, and uh, holy she was, yeah, shit. I posted a couple photos of it, but yeah, it's crazy that seeing crazy. other his eye 
and uh, whatnot. And I wish my grandpa would have been here. That's another person I definitely would love to shoot right now. Is but that guy. They. It's crazy. Is Kenzie's uh, grandpa passed away, and then a month later, mine passed away. Ooh. And then we met, and then uh, we got, not bonded over it, but that's how we like got like personal with each other. Mm. Is like she was grieving and I was grieving, mm. and then. Next thing you know, we got yeah. married. Next thing you know, <laughs> yeah. bada bing, bada boom. Exactly. That's how it happens, man. You get exactly. Whenever, and then you're like, whoa. I definitely cannot wait to shoot photos of my kids. Oh, For shit. sure. Like, yeah. Matt, he goes by Matt Day Photo, if you want to see his Instagram. Dude, he shoots his family, like, constantly. Because, you know, it's his family. He's with them 24-7. Uh-huh. And, like, dude, the photos you see of, like, I felt like before he came to Amarillo to shoot the wedding, uh, I felt like I knew him for so long because like he posts pictures of like his kids as babies, like negatives mm. of his babies, and then now they're like grown oh. and like they're shooting Polaroids and stuff He's like watch them. Yeah, like exactly. Like you get to know these people on Instagram, and it's just it's so weird. Like there's mm. a guy. Um, a podcast called Analog Podcast or Analog Talk Podcast or something like that. I cannot believe I don't remember the name. But it's my favorite podcast to listen to. And uh, Tim, he lives in Nashville. And then Chris, uh, she lives in uh, L.A. somewhere. And they do a podcast and they just bring analog photographers and stuff like that. So that's another podcast mm. that you definitely need to listen to. And uh, the Kodakery, that's a great one. It's the Kodak's uh, podcast. And uh, and a funny one is King it, King it and Sting it or King it. Oh and Sting yeah, it. the King that, and the Sting. Yeah, the King and the Sting. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, follows Theo like, Vaughn and all yeah, that. that guy. Those guys are so fucking <laughs> Theo funny. Vaughn, man, some of the shit he says, it's like. <sighs> yeah, he's what? like the he's the weird kid in class that never talked to anybody, but like that guy. Those guys oh, are I'm pretty, funny. I feel like he's never shut up. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> yeah, that too now, but. Dude, oh. that, that's one podcast that I listen to just get a load off. Yeah, nice. so funny. But um, oh, and the Nine Club. If you're interested in skateboarding, Nine Club, the All Nine right. Club. Yeah, they also do photo giveaways. If you buy something, uh, they only shoot nine Instack wide Polaroid photos of the of the person on the show. So if you if you buy like a beanie or a coffee cup within that time frame, you get. A photo Ooh, with it that's so, like, cool i have a couple of like uh, kevin spanky i don't know if you know uh, who he is. he's also an artist and he does watercolor just like uh, that and um yeah that guy's it's a dream to have a photo of that guy with the signature and then i got um oh my god i can't think of that guy's name but anyways like uh but yeah those are some of my favorite podcasts but Dope. if you want analog stuff the analog podcast and then the uh kodakery Dope. And then, okay, so this is my new ending question. I used okay. to ask what your definition of success was, but I've had a slight change in my thinking, mm-hmm. and I think that a more valued question is what makes you the happiest? Happiest. Um, honestly, just knowing that I don't have, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. I guess mm, I can shoot. Freedom. I can shoot a stranger this day or shoot someone I know this day or just shoot like some people get caught up in their Instagram stuff to be like have a certain Instagram layout and stuff like that and like you really should just photograph anything like I have a camera right now that I just shoot like I keep in my not keep in my car but like with me while I'm driving and 
if there's a person sitting on like a bus bench like i'll just pull out my camera and shoot it real quick like just anything you know like my dog or you just some don't get caught up in uh using your instagram as like a portfolio you know mm. like because if if you shoot documentary portraiture and like the lifestyle that's going to bring more clientele too you know if they're like i really like the way you documented this building i want you to document the inside of my grandpa's house before i have to you know sell it Ooh, you know something shit. like that you know like if don't just pick one thing you know to be good at if it's you know in the same genre or you know what i mean like mm -hmm. go for it damn hell yeah man awesome um and now at 227 dang does it feel like it's been it's been it really feels like it's been like 30 minutes 45 to an hour yeah not too bad um what's the song you want to end with Oh, oh man, I had like the perfect song, and then I was like, maybe not. Um, let's do um. Mm, oh my god, I I had one, but I don't I don't know. Let's do Anderson Pag for sure. Um, and then let's do Suede. Suede. Yeah. That one's a good one. Nice. All right. Dude, thanks for doing this. I actually didn't oh, even get sure. into some of the questions that I was wanting to. So I had a, I had a feeling or. we'll have to do it again. Yeah. We'll have to Either do or, one. man. Part two or just message me or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Hell Go yeah. get a coffee or something. Hell yeah. Know. Right on, man. Well, uh, thank you people for listening. Um, and uh, until next time, peace. Y'all niggas with that bare white. Well, I don't really fuck with that right there. That can make a nigga act up right there. But go and get your rocks off, boo. No, 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 I don't really do all that, but it's more for you. Come on! I'm far from a pimp, but I'm close to you. You fucking with an old soul twice removed. My pops used to work up on them fighter jets. Maybe that's the reason I be through. Now, who the fuck called me a player? I ain't one of these young niggas out here sweating for a pay stub. I'm a coach. I'ma teach these bitches how to lay up. Now, most of y'all can't do shit. But all my chicks cook grits uh, And roll a spliff at the same damn time You ain't lived long enough to have a bitch this fine <laughs> Now if you don't mind If I call you a bitch It's cause you're my bitch And as long as no one else call you a bitch Then there won't be no problems Now if I call you a trick It's cause you paid rent and as long as you don't call up the six, then there won't be no problems. Walk with me now. She with it, she with it. Shit, keep it 300, I ain't even gotta hit it. She with it, she with it. All she wanna do is watch a real nigga winning, nigga. She with it, she with it. Look me in my eye, there'll be no simping. She with it, she with it. Got a whole lot of women, all of them with it. Yes, Lord. 
My mama said don't trust these hoes, boy, be about your loot True story Now my mama told me that, why the fuck would I listen to you? Yes, Lord You never go broke chasing riches But you might go broke chasing every little stained gas hoe with a tongue piercing Now, if I call you a bitch It's cause you my bitch And as long as no one else call you a bitch Then there won't be no problems Now, if I call you a trick It's cause you paid rent And as long as you don't call up the six Then there won't be no problems Walk with me now She with it, she with it Shit, keep it 300, I ain't even gotta hit it, nigga She with it, she with it All she wanna do is watch a real nigga winning, nigga She with it, she with it Look me in my eye, there'll be no sin thing She with it, she with it Got a whole lot of women, all of them with it Yes, Lord!